3: On DAB digital radio and 1089 and 1053 AM, Fight Night with Adam Catterall on Talk Sport.
4: Welcome to Fight Night. You're listening to Talksport. I'm Adam Catterall. Pleasure as always to be with you. And joining me in the studio tonight is the former world champion, longest longest amount of uh, defenses. Say my
0: name, go on. Say I'll, it. I'll go say your name. I'll say your name.
4: The entertainers in the building. Johnny Nelson's with me, uh, and as ever. Uh, Nick Pete, alongside me as well for an action-packed fight now. We've got lots to talk about. Tyson Fury's in the ring shortly at Windsor Park in Belfast. We'll keep you across all that. As is uh, Carl Frampton. Uh, so you will not miss any part of that action if you're at work, if you're out and about maybe on your way home from a a match that you've been to to today do not worry, Uh, TalkSport will keep you well and truly across it all the big stories as well coming up including interviews with Tony Bellew hopefully we'll speak to Eddie Hearn you're going to hear from Callum Smith and Callum Johnson on the show as well Uh, so it's well and truly uh, action-packed uh, Johnny, it's been a little bit of time since uh, I last saw you. Uh, it was uh, Dillian White versus Josie Parker. A cracking night, that wasn't R- it? What an
0: unbelievable night that was. First of all, do you like my tan?
4: I do like your tan, actually. Have you been away, son? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I have,
0: actually. <laughs> I don't want to brag, but yeah. I thought you caught a bit. I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> but two for white. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, uh, Dylan White, Josie Parker, what a fight! Uh, uh, the card itself was absolutely. Card was a cracker, though, wasn't it? and it was one of those where where people coming out talking about the whole card, just not 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 the main bill. And yeah, it was a it was a big risk for for Dylan because you thought, why is he taking it? He mm. didn't have to take it got the win uh, and uh, and you know what he, he, he put Parker down mm. and so to me I think he's elevated himself to say look you can't ignore me now you I'm, I'm one of those fighters that no matter what I'll be chasing you down I said before you reminds me of of a Joe Fraser but he just likes to fight mm. he doesn't care he doesn't care what the risks are he wants to fight mm. and that's that's the all the way through
4: uh, Nick obviously you were here last week yep. casting your eye over there and everything that's going on in the world of uh, boxing and mixed martial arts um, we are going to do the biggest stories in the week. Um, would you be surprised if I told you that chicken might feature in my top three something, stories of the week?
5: Some <laughs> kind of high street chicken chain might get mentioned. I think so. But we've had developments in the last few moments in oh, that story, well, though, that's haven't we? It.
4: So that's it. They've got a lifetime supplier, of peri-peri now then, boys. <laughs> <laughs> They're all sorted. New sponsorship deals for the next fight.
0: I knew something there was something there.
4: Uh, Let's get stuck into the top three stories of the week from the world of fight sports, shall we? I'm going with the top of the shot. It's in at number one. Got to. Nando's last night, Belfast City Centre. <laughs> that was the place to be. You got an eyeful if you were there and a bit of a chicken full as well. Uh, Billy Joe Saunders walks over to Deontay Wilder and his team as a little bit of a ho. Hello, boys. How you doing? Uh, now, a previous altercation that has popped up on social media uh, came to fruition and then it all went off. The heavyweight champion in the world and the middleweight champion in the world, that's a fight that I wouldn't mind seeing myself. Uh, but it did go off and chicken was thrown. Billy Scarpa down the high street and uh, Deontay Wilder's team were in tow. Uh, Lots of social media reaction uh, this morning with retweets, likes and people casting their judgment. But it's all all right. We've seen them. They're already at Windsor Park. And they've already shook hands, and they seem in good spirits. I tell you something, Johnny. Stuff like this goes well for promoting a he, fight, he, doesn't
0: it? But Billy's a mischievous little devil. <laughs> uh, you go in the gym, and you know the the, the banter's going on. I think uh, he's got King of the Hill in the gym for for being mischievous. He used to be Kid Galahad, but now he's mm. uh, he, he's 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 he's, uh, he's 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 topped him. He's topped him on. He's that.
4: took the mantle. Uh, number
0: two on this week's list.
4: Now, it might have escaped, with Deontay Wilder rocking up in Belfast yesterday, this might have escaped everybody's uh, eyes. Tyson Fury weighed in at 258 pounds. Yep. Before his comeback, he weighed 350 pounds. (laughs) Point this, right, at Christian Ham- when he fought Christian Hammer in 2015, he weighed 260 pounds. He now weighs less than he did My when goodness. he fought Christian Hammer. That's an amazing thing, isn't it? We should be celebrating that. Forget <laughs> boxing. I want to be on that diet. It's absolutely
5: phenomenal. And listen, Ben Davison, whether he's in boxing for short term or long term, it doesn't matter because if he could bring out one of those DVDs about losing weight <laughs> this <laughs> Christmas, he would make an absolute fortune at
4: OK <laughs> Magazine Special. Now, point number three. And this is a little bit more serious because there has been a bit of fighting this week. Congratulations to Irish fighter TJ Dahini, who is now the new IBF super bantamweight champion of the world. He went over to Japan. To Japan to take on the champion Ryosuke Suzuki in his well own back
0: garden. Well pronounced.
4: Well And beat him in his own back garden. Now I saw the fight. I don't want to throw any shade on it, but at the end of the day, he got a decision, and he's now the yeah, idf champion of the world. What?
0: No matter what, the, the, the problem is, it's a, it's, a, it's a big shout for fighters to become a world champion. But when you don't get the accolade and the taps on the back and people are all talking about it because there's other things happening in the boxing world, it's a bit, it's a bit frustrating. So I don't know if, if, if. He's got the title. It's good for him. Mm-hmm. But I think he wants public recognition. I think we'll see that in defence. Well, this, this is
4: where you get it. Yeah. On short support, my public friend. You're getting the public recognition. You're in my top three, TJ Dahini. Well done, my friend. IBF Super Bantamweight Champion of the World. There's my top three. I did, did did the music run out there, boys? Is that what happened? Lummy <laughs> heck, I'd say something. The team here. They must uh, they must we mustn't have paid the PRS bill. That's what it is. We owe Rocky a few quid for the uh, for the Rocky theme. Uh, regarding other stories that are circulating this week, and we are going to be speaking to a certain Mr. Bellew very, very shortly. Uh, uh, Johnny um, at the Auto Arena. He was obviously part of your commentary team. and he passed my eyes as a part of our commentary team for Talksport. <laughs> and I said, next time we're back in here, do you think it might be you, mate? What do you reckon? Are we going to come back in November? And he just gave me the wink and the gun. It's on, isn't it? We're doing you know, music. Tony.
0: He's. How did I word it? He's one of the the most astute, active fighters going. Now, before when they were talking about him fighting... Before they even talked about him fighting Usyk, I thought Usyk is the best fighter in the world. This guy's unbelievable. Mm. When I saw him in there against Klitsch, I thought world champion written all over him.
4: You're talking about Spar that you've seen, yeah, on the spa, obviously, Usyk I him and, him Klitsch sparring,
0: go, yeah. and Klitsch and And slung him out the ring because we're all there. At the gym because we're all there thinking, I don't even want you to talk to him. And then there was talk of of, uh, uh, of Tony getting involved. And I thought, you know what? He's not an idiot. Tony's not an idiot. And if, if he sees... There's a way to win. Trust me. I believe he'll get. He'll find a way to win. So therefore. Uh- like it or not I'm going to back him to the hill on if this this what hands because Stone's not a fool mm. he'll get in the ring to win mm. uh, no matter what and he'll, he'll know there's a way to do it um, very schooled uh, very he's probably one of the most intelligent guys uh, working for Sky uh, when it comes to boxing he knows the game inside out every aspect of the game and that's why you've got to give him respect and you've got to listen to what you're saying when it comes to a fight like this
4: we're going to be speaking to him shortly but you're a mate of his right? Mm-hmm. you've known him for a long long period of time way yep. back when even before he started boxing since yep. school time Scouts, they're all in Together, Johnny. They're all in <laughs> it together, mate. I, I um, sat and watched the first round of the
5: no, is the novice ABAs before I even went into the ABAs. The novice ABAs, and I remember writing an article saying Just got a punch, but he's raw as anything, Mm. he's not going to (laughs) go far, and he's never let me live it down. I bet he hasn't. I bet
4: he hasn't. But on that, but on that that itself, right on on Tony and his career and where he's at right at this moment in time, I'm sure he would have he will admit that maybe he's exceeded the expectations of a lot of people, all right? Maybe not himself, but a lot of people without any shadow of a doubt. He's going to be taking on. the undisputed cruiserweight champion of the world. He's daring to be great, coming back down to cruiserweight, we think, to uh, to get this on with Alexander Usyk. It's an unbelievable challenge. One thing that I will guarantee is that no matter how this fight goes, Usyk will not break his heart. Even if he's no. 11 no. rounds yeah. down, no. he'll still believe that he can land that one punch to change the fight. Absolutely.
5: And I think, uh, you know... Th- win, lose or draw, this could be the, f- the final time we see Tony Bell you in the ring, I truly believe that, you know, what a perfect way to go out with, you know, unified cruiserweight champion of the world, the ring magazine belt, there's nothing left to prove, we- we've already realised there's nothing really from a heavyweight, hence the reason why he's going back down um, it will only happen if it is for all the marbles as well, I know Tony's, mm. there's some issues at the moment whether Usyk can keep hold of all the belts because of politics as usual, mm. but if he can keep all the belts, and-, and it can be made for November, which is what we're hearing, maybe early December, um, i, I truly believe this is Bellew's moment, and you know what? In Liverpool right now, I've got to say there's debates going between the generations. Is it John Conte? Is it Tony Bellew And I'm, I, it would push
4: him over the over the line mm. for sure if he can get a win over Usyk. Johnny, why do these sanctioning bodies get in the way of everything, mate? Why, you know why what, do they I, want the? Why do they want the fight? I call
0: it politics. <laughs> you know, it's a politics that kill our game. That's mm-hmm. why certain fights have never happened, Junior with uh, Ricky Hatton, yeah, uh, and and things like that. There's certain reason why why they've happened. And again, it's a public that lose out. We've we've been riding on the crest of a wave lately because we've had some unbelievable matches that we thought, wow. And that's maybe because of Omin with the same promoting. It's work like, that way. It's, it's professional jealousy. It could be the governing bodies or whatever. I hope that... It's big for us. It's massive for us, you know, mm. to, for, for Tony to get in there and, and fight sick for all the belts. But I hope that the governing body still gives a blind. say, you know what, let it roll. Mm. Have the fight. Let it go on. Because, again, it's about it's making the, the sport there for the public's yeah. enjoyment. And the, fr-
4: from Tony's point of view, and I'm sure he'll admit this himself in a couple of moments once he's, once he's on the show, it is high risk. He knows it's high risk. But there has to be that high reward. And the high reward of becoming the undisputed Cruiserweight champion of the world. That's that's the reward. I would
0: do it in a heartbeat. Absolutely. I remember, before Tony even spoke publicly about fighting David Hay, we were driving through Liverpool, we were in the car, and he said, when I win this, I'm going to shout David Hay. And I looked at him and said, why? Are you mad? And he said, Johnny, I've got his number. He's shot, I see it. And I'm in my head thinking, you're not wired up, right? I still don't think he's wired up, right? <laughs> but this guy knows the game inside out. Yeah. I'm telling you. So if he's saying, I want this fight, why is he saying, I don't want to get in with, Angie, uh, I want to get in with Anthony Joshua? Yeah. he's looking at Anthony Joshua thinking, I'm giving far too much away, speed, height, power. He's looking at Usyk thinking, I know a way to get through you. I know a way to beat you. I believe in 1,000%. Mm. So therefore, even though I don't think he's wired up, right, I think he, when it comes to fighting, he will he will risk it all because the rewards are great.
4: What an absolute blockbuster as well. Alexander Usyk, we saw what yep. he did in the World Boxing yeah. Super Series. Yeah. He was cut above everybody else. I mean, even when it got to the final, we saw what Gassiev did in his semi, and I thought to myself, can, can someone break him down? But he then changed his whole tack and just yeah. went dancing around him and absolutely schooled him, didn't he?
5: Yeah, and I think where Bellew's coming from as well, well I think we all want the... Usyk, that for... In the us. semi-final, yeah. In Latvia. <laughs> we want that guy to turn up. He's yeah, going to have yeah. a bit of a gun show, obviously. That's going to stand and trade in the middle of the ring. Uh, you know, you, you would like to think that Usyk is probably going to... The great thing, the best thing about it all is Usyk travels. Yeah, all does. six of us world title fights have been away they from home. Care. He will come to the UK. This fight will happen in the UK. Make no mistake can about man, it. Can you do it in Liverpool? It would be sensational, Johnny, but Boom. we just haven't got a venue big yeah. enough. I think it's more likely to go to Manchester where they can do 20,000 mm. or Belieu's new home, the O2 in London.
4: Mm. I like the way that you said we haven't got. It, it looks like, you're the, like you're the mayor of Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's just confirmed it there with the with the local council. <laughs> uh, do stick with us. We are going to be speaking to the actual mayor of Liverpool next. Tony Bellew. He's on the show. You listen to Fight Night. This is Talk Sport.
2: Listen, he come out, he called me name and I always answer the phone, mate. You call me, I always answer. Well, I'll answer, I accept the challenge. Let's do it. Oh, great shot from Value! Hayes down again!
1: Brilliant right hand! And Hayes knows he's been caught by another
6: absolute peach! боя. said, definitely, and he can go to England to get that fight. Why is he calling me the minute he's
2: just won all the belts? Why does he call me? Because he still thinks that I was the best cruiserweight in the world I and mean, he feels like he has to beat me to solidify his reign and he does because I knocked out the man who no-one wants to touch in along the macabre. I knocked out the man who everyone was scared to face in David Hay. And it's all over! Hal Foster stopped it, and Tony Bellew is in dreamland once more! It's the fight that I like because everyone writes me off again. Everyone says I've got no chance. And, ultimately, I'm willing to chase greatness. I win this Me, no-one's ever done what I've done.
4: you listen listening to Fight Night on Talksport with me, Adam Catterall, Johnny Nelson with me, and Nick Pete in the studio. We will keep you abreast of everything that's going on at Windsor Park at this moment in time. Tyson Fury just making his ring walk uh, for his fight against Pianetta. It is raining at Windsor Park. Don't know whether that's going to play uh, anything towards the uh, the outcome, but we will keep you up to date with it. Now, you've just been hearing from the man himself, uh, Tony Bellew, who very kindly, on his Saturday evening, decided to join us for a little bit of a wag about boxing. How are you, Tony? You right, mate? Always. Yeah, we're all right. Listen, Nick wants his six quid back from football last week. <laughs> we've just been having <laughs> a little bit to discuss.
2: <laughs> he says when he's done you, his knee. When, when, when things start popping, mate, don't play more. That's what old age does, yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: How you doing, Tony? I'm all right, mate.
4: I'm cracking on. Uh, listen, that we've just thing. been yeah, everything's good here, mate. We've just been listening to obviously you um, referring to the Usyk <laughs> fight. No, no, no. We've just been listening to you referring to the Usyk fight. And one thing that I wanted to bring up with you, which you already brought up, was. Usyk becomes undisputed cruiserweight champion of the world and the first name out of his mouth is Tony Bellew. You must have been sat at home going, yes, please, my friend. I'll, I'll see you soon.
2: Uh, mate, in all honesty, when he called my name, I was on the honeymoon. So, what uh, he missus wasn't too pleased about that. Like, but, uh, I was on my honeymoon, so uh, it is what it is. You know, he, I think to add it all up, uh, I think part of them believes that I'm the last thing we'll have to cruise away. A part of them also believes that I'm a huge money fight. And another part of them believes if it's it door into, into the UK market, the pay-per-view mm-hmm. market. So, I mean, I suppose I'll tick all boxes. Yeah. But uh, I won't be ticking all boxes when we get in the ring, mate. I promise you that. I am not someone who's in order. I'm not someone who fears him in any way, shape or form. And I'm someone made who, gives, who will give as good as he gets, believe you me.
4: Tony, how close are we? Because I know that it's, it's it's gotta be for all the marbles. All the belts have gotta be on there. It's gotta be for the undisputed undisputed cruiserweight oh, championship of the world. Is it is it yeah. near enough done?
2: It's close, mate. It's close. you we guys are the best we can for uh Heavy. You know, he's got all the keys and he's doing well for me, mate. I, I you know, like I said, very hard for someone I to trust you. I trust him I'll leave it in his hands, you know. He's done a great job with me since he's got over new career. And uh, I've only gone
4: Johnny was just alluding to the fact as well, obviously. The 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 possibility and the chance to become undisputed champion. It's not about dollar this fight, is it? This is about legacy. This is about putting something down and saying, listen, I got the lot.
2: Yeah. It's just about doing something like that that no one else has ever done before in my country. Uh, and it just it would be nice, but, you know, it's a dangerous task. I'm not stupid. You know, I'm not getting any younger... Yeah, uh, I need to get this fight done. I it's going to be possible if it's uh-huh. going to happen, but if it only going fight, people can no longer say, me know, oh, i talking about you fighting this one, and fighting that one. I said to people, if the money would have stacked up, I'd have been in the Super 6, but the fact is it didn't. I ended up fighting David Hay twice and making more than that whole tournament put together. So, you know, I've done what made financial sense for me at the time. And, uh, you know, going forward now, I'm, I'm going to do it again. So... We'll just see where it leads. Like to- I said, I'm seeing no man league. I'm seeing no man at all. Uh, you know, as long as it's within reason and within a reasonable size, and we can then I'll face And everyone can write me off once again. And, uh, You know, let's say the excuses this, this time, what will it, it be if I be tonight?
0: Where would you like the fight to be, Tony? It's gotta be by.
2: Towards
0: the end of the year, John. I would say I'm looking at
2: November, December. And where? Uh, well, it makes more business sense, mate. I think that's the best way of looking at it. Uh, I just wish Liverpool would have a bigger indoor of the year. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it, be, it will be there, but, you know, 10000 is enough the demand is massive. Uh, that, that's Eddie Edwards, not mine. Mm-hmm. No, I still can't believe that. I, I'm, I I have got to where I've got to. I really can't. So, Eddie tells me what he believes he can do. I, I'm, I'm happy just to take his word for it, mate, so we'll see. You know, I think this will be a blockbuster fight. It goes ahead. A sellout event immediately, and, uh, and ultimately, I I want to stack the cards as well. You know, I, I want to give fans a great night, and if this does get done, mate, this is my last day. Uh, this is my last throw of the dice, mate. This is this is it. That's
0: the first time I'm you said that down. publicly, mate. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, not many fights at not- all. I always say, mate, but just not honest. A lot of 90% of fights are lies, lies to themselves and lies to the public. I'll just be straight up, and honest mate. I'm going to win this fight, but uh, it's going to be a good fight. And, you know, I just don't see anywhere to way after it going anywhere else. I'm done. You know, this fight takes place. I'm done after it. And, and, you know, I believe I'm going to retire with all four belts, meet. I really, really do.
5: Had, had Usyk not called you out, So, do you think you might have retired without this last fight? Is it because you feel like you've got to fight him now because he's come to you?
2: I think well, as soon as my name come out of his mouth, it, 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 it just... He, 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 I wouldn't say he backed me into a corner, but, you know, he gave the fight some kind of relevance. He gave it a, a market. He gave it a place. And, uh, you know, I've got him an answer the call. I'll run from the one mate and we're, we're not far off now, like I've said before. But it's, I had really... I was on the verge of just saying, like, right, I've had enough now. You know, my, everyone knows what my team was. My team was to fight David on December the 17th, do the job I've just done on him in May and then fight Joseph Parker. But, you know, AJ knew my plans, mate, and he got good word with them and I think he thought I could beat Joseph Parker, to be honest, so I don't blame him, for wanting to get there before I did. Because mm-hmm. yeah, my plan was always David Hay in December, Joseph Parker in March. Mm-hmm. But I'd actually had meetings with Joseph Parker yeah, before he fought. He was furious, and I told him, exactly. And he was game through as well, because so, he looked at me as a soft touch, as they all do, as, as, as Usyk will. Uh, but you know, it just, it just didn't come off in the end and what, what will be will be but it's, it's one of them big regrets like that I ever stood by when he got into Yeah, because he stood by me for the first one.
0: On the lighter note, I'm sure your missus because it sounds like you're eating she sat there so now you've publicly said this will be, this will be my last month she's just got a big grin on her face saying, yeah. all, I've
2: just done it I've just done it on purpose <laughs> that's it
0: it.
2: as he was saying it, it, he, it, g- it he gave her the wink
0: like, oh, <laughs> oh, he's on for some fun tonight that's
4: it but what an unbelievable last two to three years it has been in your career <laughs> mate. the things that you have come up against and the things that you have gone on to achieve, Johnny was saying right at the start of the show, and obviously Nick's known you the majority of of his life. You would not, let's be honest, even if Usyk had called you out and you genuinely didn't believe that there was a chink in his armor that you could infiltrate, you would not be taking this on if you didn't genuinely believe that you could win it.
2: People have asked me time and time again why don't I face a? They say, why don't I face AJ, why I don't face Johnson. Well, because I can't beat them. got too many attributes told me, I'm, I'm, it's, it's hard for fighters to digest another fighter saying that. Because I've never, ever seen it. I've never seen one fighter say, no, I don't think I can beat him, so I'm not going to fight him. I'm just being honest. Uh, I just can't give that many attributes away to someone like Wilder. Mm. It's not just the size, because Fury's bigger than... It, it's about the speed, it's about the power. It's about his overall athleticism. Mm-hmm. If I was to fight Tyson Fury, the only attributes I'm giving away is weight and height. And, and anyone who knows boxing knows that they can be counted. Yeah. So you know, I, I, and the, the freaky thing is, I actually punch harder than him. So thinking of a fight like that, I could do it, and I could probably have one more if it wasn't. But it's not going to be him because you know he never wants to touch me. So we'll just see how it goes. Uh, I just I hope this gets done. I will get done, signed off on, and then uh, and then I can go out with me with a bank because because this ninety. It, it, where it is, I'd say ninety nine point nine percent. Of the world wrote me off against Xavier or that first one. Well, let's just say 95% just to be well, 99.9% writing me off for this one, mate. The whole world just just says I can't win. I can't win. And you know when I win, mate, I don't want to in, No excuses. I don't want to in nothing. All I want is just them belts sitting on me mantelpiece. And you know if it doesn't go my way, then so be it. I, you know what, what's the biggest, what's the worst thing I can have? I'm not there to be great. But I want to. T- I just want to know how good I am. Because since I've moved up to cruiserweight, no-one can mess. No-one's been able to test me or mess with me. Uh, and, you know, I just, I just want to know how good I can be. You end Christmas, Tony, though, with all them
5: be- belts on the mantelpiece and then the phone goes and it's Andre <laughs> Ward. and Andre Ward's <laughs> saying, come on, so,
2: Then if, no, if we Andre go Ward again. To, if Andre Ward comes and wants to talk, once I've got all them belts, mate. It's over. I'll, but listen, I will be tired in the ring. I've given me word. It's I had enough get to get this one over the line. Wow.
4: <laughs> Good show. Good show. <laughs> Listen, I'll let wow. you get back. I'll let you get back to your family night, mate. Thank you so much for joining Lovely. us on the show, buddy. Take care
2: Top
4: man, top man. Tony Bell, you there? Rachel's the boss. I always. Tell uh, yeah, we her. know. Rachel's that. The boss. Listen, it's the she boss. in everybody's us. out. <laughs> Listen that's
0: to this. Right. When, when he was fighting David Hay the first time, and she was growling at ringside, and security came to like pull her back. I'm "Yo, that's Tony's woman. Leave her alone." And he looked at and backed off. But she scared. She scared me. Yeah. She scared me. I thought, "Oh my goodness." <laughs>
4: what an opportunity, though. Yeah. What an opportunity. I mean, I know that it's near enough there. One of the sticking points is whether the sanctioning bodies will sanction the whole yeah. thing to become. Uh, undisputed cruiserweight champion of the world in November. What a year! If he wins and he becomes the undisputed champion, when? All right then. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. When?
0: Mm-hmm. That? He's that. He's part of that ninety-nine no, 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 percent of the world. <laughs> isn't he? I'm trying to remain impartial for the show because there will be Usyk fans listening the show. Me All, right. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> All, right. All right.
4: But when, if he does it, we've got to call him the fire of the year, haven't you?
0: No. <laughs> he has achieved something that no British fighter has achieved. As a cruiserweight, no matter what. Yeah, that's lowest, but you can always argue about his Canadian, whatever. But but for Tony Bellew to do this, yeah. to pull this off and to achieve this, I'm telling you, as a former world cruiserweight champion, that is a massive shout. Not a big shout. It's a massive shout. And he'll have to be respected for years down the line. You can't write him off no matter what because he's done it. And so for, for a fighter to be able to, to do that and, and the opportunity that he's got, I'm envious. I'm thinking, wow, what a what a crack. What, a, what an opportunity. Mm. And to me... I, I'd make sure they carried me out of the ring. And that's yeah. what Tony's that kind that's of guy.
4: Well, Scouser will be there, won't you, lad? You'll be in there. You, be there I think yeah. you've already ordered the bronze statue, haven't you, for uh, Smithdown <laughs> uh, uh, Smith da- Smith uh, getting <laughs> yeah, done now, yeah, exactly. Uh, do stick with us. This is uh, Talk Sport that you're listening to. Fight night on a Saturday night. This is where we are, the homer boxing. Tyson Fury's currently in the ring in the second round, coming to the end of the second round against Pignetta. Uh, he's having his own wiki way. He's, he's, he's bobbing and weaving, but it's not as much of a pantomime as the first one. I'm a, I'm a little bit more impressed this time round. I'll tell you a little bit more about it next don't go anywhere you're listening to Talk Sport you're listening to Fight Night on Talk Sport myself Adam Carter Johnny Nelson Nick do, Pete do, with you do, 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 do. you singing along there what's up yeah? you enjoying that fun. are you <laughs> <laughs> commending the production of the show there that's what we like to see <laughs> job, I'm the champion job. Uh, Tyson Fury in action, he's currently in the third round against Pignetta, he's having his own wiki wear, I don't know if you boys have just been keeping an eye on that as well whilst we were talking to Tony there, Uh, but we know that he's in great shape now, he's down to 258 pounds, that's what he weighed in at, which is lighter than when he fought Christian Hammer in 2015 when he weighed in at 260 pounds. He looks like he's taking it seriously, Johnny. This is what we need, don't we? A nice serious Tyson Fury.
0: Yeah, he looks fast. Serious Tyson Fury. And I always said the Tyson Fury that rocked up to fight uh, Vladimir Klitschko, he basically trained for like 30 months for that and he was in brilliant mental and physical condition. Uh, now, uh, if the rumours are right and he's fighting uh, Deontay Wilder next, yeah. you know, this is, what we've seen is we've seen a progression of a guy getting himself in shape, ring shape, physical shape, now, now mental shape, and he needs that drive. Uh, um, uh, Wilder's supposed to be ringside there uh, yeah, yeah. somewhere, so uh, so uh, he's good, he's putting on a show he's putting on an exhibition. One thing that I'm uh, impressed
4: with Nick, and I don't know if you've been catching this as well he's not looking to blow this kid away, he's looking to get rounds in, he's outboxing him he's waiting, he's being patient, he's being the consummate pers- professional it looks like
5: Yeah, but he's got to be though hasn't he because if, you know, if the rumours are right, Wilder's there for the reason they're going to announce this mm. fight in the aftermath then what he needs desperately is rounds because in the last two and a half years he's had a sum total of four so far, well six, including the couple he's just done tonight. Well,
4: so, and and the Cephas Sefieri, let's be honest, they weren't even rounds. That's
5: what I mean. Those four rounds against Safiri, it's hard yeah. to even count them anyway because yeah, they weren't yeah. taking the. They were like seriously. a masquerade so, at Christmas, my friend. He's 20 pound lighter than when he fought Sefieri. He looks a lot leaner tonight. He looks a lot meaner, um, but he's. You know, it looks like he could step it up at any time. He's in third gear, but at least he's—it looks like he's taking professionally. You know, he's—he's focused on the job. He knows he's got to put on a little bit of a show because even the American broadcasters—they—they want to sell this fight as well. You know, we've tell us what the stats are
0: for the third round. Uh, Third round knockout if you
5: got it off oh with the Tyson
0: yeah.
5: so we were looking for the third round knockout because Tyson's Tyson, Mike Tyson's second fight back after his incarceration yeah. resulted in a third round knockout and then he went and fought for the WBC world title like he did against uh, against Frank Bruno yeah. I was hoping we were going to see something similar here but now starting the fourth round
4: alright and also you had a few quid on the third round I had a few you? quid on the third round for that exact <laughs> yeah, reason yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you were getting a little bit carried away my friend weren't you <laughs> um, well he's won every round so far and he's just entered the fourth round so we will keep you up to date with that but the rumours are are, are massive because not only is Deontay Wilder in town, Shelley Finkel, his advisers in town, his management team are in town and the rumour is that if Tyson comes through tonight looking a million dollars or even half decent, yeah. well, uh, it's on, done, aren't we? on Monday they will be announcing the fight. They'll be up yeah. the BT Tower in London. T- December talking? That's what they're talking, yeah, yeah. And they're talking either New York City or Las Vegas. So you've got wow. to kind of commend Tyson, for where he's at right at this moment in time, to dare to be great, to roll the dice, to go in with such a dangerous heavyweight that Deontay Wilder is—he's not out 39 of his 40 opponents.
0: Tyson man. Fury was the Antichrist. <laughs> once he won the once he won the mm. world title, he he, he said and did a lot of things. But he was the guy that everybody was talking about. He's the guy that everybody's talking about now. Uh, he had so much time off his comeback, and people thinking, can he do it? Can he be that fire tree he was? That that in cost uh, that that time off has not. Looking at his, his, how he's progressed to this stage now, it's not doesn't look like he's affected him. Mm. We'll see what happens when we, when we go up in a level of opponents. Of course. But, you know, so far, so good. He looks in good. Nicky looks like he's motivated. That's what he needs. He needs to be motivated and driven.
4: Mm. I like the fact that he's prepared as well to go to the champion's backyard, one, yeah. one of those uh, major cities in, uh, in not, the United States. Not many States. fighters do
0: that. No, and, not uh, at all. And, and that I think, to me, he's a fighter... You've got to do it. If you're a champion, I believe that uh, you're a champion all over the world, Mm. not just in your own backyard. So I did it, and I think it's completely different when you're in somebody's backyard and everything's against you. You're in the hotel, you're in the venue and everything. All the fans are in the street, they're they're sneering at you. It's different. But if you're a champion, you think, I can handle this. I'm going to walk away with bacon. Mm -hmm. You can do it. And so for him to do that, Mm. enough respect to him. No, absolutely.
4: Um, so we're expecting that by the back end of the year. There's quite a lot of fights, actually, for British fighters stateside. We're going to be speaking about Callum Johnson a little bit later on. Uh, Johnny, your tan's going to get even darker, my friend, because you'll uh, you'll be having a few transatlantic trips, won't I, you?
0: I don't know it's what you're decent, talking about. It's, but a, it's hey. a
4: decent job that you've got there, matey. Visa's up to date.
0: <laughs> 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 I was so glad when anyone did this deal. I thought, oh, yeah, all right, <laughs> that's that's it. Right. <laughs> that's
4: it. Obviously, you've got quite a few coming up. October is absolutely ram-jam-packed. We've just been mentioning Callum Johnson's name. We'll hear from him later on but what a task he's got on his hands against Artipeta Biev what a fighter he is
0: he has but you know what again these fighters are, these fighters are daring uh, are daring to achieve are daring to succeed and that's, mm. the, that's what I like and, and, it, and usually you know you get fighters that are built up in the media built up to be these monsters and, and there's always somebody out there to beat you mm-hmm. there's always somebody out there that's got your number you've always got a bogeyman so and we're too quick to write the bogeyman uh, write him off because he's not the one that's been elevated and lifted yeah. up to great heights so don't write him off Honestly, don't lie. These are, these are good fighters mm. out there.
4: We spoke to uh, Joe Gallagher on the show last week, didn't we? Regarding Callum's opportunity yeah. uh, to become uh, world champion at light heavyweight, and the guy that he is fighting is a monstrous puncher. But let's be honest, so is Callum Johnson. I know he's only had yeah. one round in in the last eighteen months for personal reasons. But he is a monstrous puncher. And if he lands, who knows what uh, Baterbiev's legs are going to do. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you may as
5: well fight Baterbiev now when he's twen- 12 fights into his career yeah. than when he's 20 fights into his mm. career. Try and catch him now while he still thinks he's untouchable himself. We know it's a big, a big job. We know it's going to be tough going out there. But you know what? As Johnny said, sometimes you're a fighter abroad, but it won't feel like that because it's a matchroom show. So it, Callum will kind of feel at home, even though it's over in the states uh, as well.
0: And as you said, you know, fighters that are coming up that have not that are not the f- the finished article, get them now get them before now. they re- before, Yeah, Paddy Barnes tonight. There. He
5: dared to be great tonight, but yeah. ultimately it was probably too soon for him. Yeah. Yeah, Six yeah. fights into his pro career, I, I think Callum, go for I, it, go I, for I it now.
0: I can remember when they were trying to get me in with Enter uh, Macronelli. I said, do it now before he's, you know, yep. get him. I want to get him now before he's a finished article because at one point he was very dangerous. Yeah. But the time when he was about talking about him fighting me, I'm thinking he's still green. He's still a kid. He'll get hurt. Uh, the fight didn't come off, but these are the situations. It's about timing. Timing is everything mm. and risk. Uh, uh, and, and so, and that's that's a fight game. You've got to have a good promoter, a good matchmaker, someone that knows the game inside out. That mm. knows. Think you know what? I'll do this fight now. Have a gamble now and again. You know, I think it's a good gamble.
4: Uh, Regarding Eddie's decision to set up Matchroom USA and go over there and uh, and attempt to break America, a bit like the Beatles, my friend, uh, talk to me about the importance of the American market.
0: I, the American market is that diluted because you have that much choice, American uh, uh, basketball, American football, baseball and everything. The crowds, the attitude is completely different. That's why you'll get ex-American world champions that'll come over here to do after dinner events because oh, yeah. they get the love from the fans. In America, they just don't get it. I remember being out there when Deontay Wilder boxed Ortiz and we are outside the Barclays Centre. It was the weigh-in. I spoke to a lady outside walking past and I said, do you know who Deontay Wilder is? No, she She didn't know. And I thought, what's the problem here? It's because they don't... I think the package that Eddie's taking over there, he is going to ruffle a few feathers, upset a few people, and they'll think, who is this guy here? Mm. Eventually, what he's done here in the UK, because he ruffled a few feathers, Mm. upset a few people, now look what we're getting. Look what the public's getting. Look at the fights we've had over the last two, three years been second to none and they'll do exactly take the same model over there in the States and make the fighters household names Mm. you make them household names then they'll get a fan base people will follow them make them into characters let them know who these people are and that's how you build them up and his formula is brilliant it works down to a T and he's got he's got the cojones to say yeah come on bring Mm. it on he's got the Americans on the run
5: as well don't forget you know top rank in the aftermath two weeks ago announced a seven year deal with ESPN to try and compete with the zone and this week Al Heyman's just announced a four year deal With
0: Fox as well, he's got them on the money, so he's making them pull the finger out to say, You know what, we've been all right, but now you know, and they'll trust me, they'll hate Eddie, they will absolutely hate him. But he's a brash Englishman, Essex boy, they'll go out there. Mm. and I thought, But Eddie's an all right guy, Mm. I'm telling you now, he's 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 one of those those promoters are you will see he's, he's he's also friends with the fighters as well he'll socialize with these guys as well and and that, so they feel very comfortable in we heard Tony earlier on tony's no fool he take you know he takes yeah. no prisoners yeah he feels very comfortable around any and then he's got that that formula off to a T so if it's an acts it's a great act hmm. but he works for the fighters and that's why he will get
4: loyalty from him um me and you have spoken about this particular deal and it will take time because I, I saw a lot of people throw in a bit of shade on uh, on some of the cards that are on in the states at this moment and it will take time in order to attract those names but at some point down the line because of the amount of money that DAZN have in order to pay certain fighters money that they've never seen fighting on yep. ESPN or HBO or Showtime mm-hmm. they're going to be thinking to themselves well hang on a minute I'm the world champion why am I not getting paid that money I'll go and have a chat with Ed and see yep. if, see what he can weigh me in and I'm talking about the biggest names in the business some that have already turned him down right now the likes of the Charlo boys and, yep. and Broner and people like that but at some point If he's wafting around two, three, four million dollars a fight, they're going to want a piece of that, aren't they? Yeah, but don't forget, exactly, of course they are. And don't forget, a lot of the
5: American fighters and and fans, we haven't tasted the zone production yet. We haven't seen it live. And in America, we haven't seen Matchroom USA live yet. When they see it, when they see the production value that Eddie puts in, because he's done it over here, he, he took it to a completely new level. And then they see that Michael Buffer... Is home there now? Yeah. You know everything else. When you see all the bells and, and whistles, Johnny Nelson, and Johnny <laughs> Nelson, don't get Johnny Nelson, Nelson right? and, and we
0: might be blowing our own trumpet here, but when you see big fights and when uh, how Sky put it together. It's a completely different league and a completely different class to wherever you see it, anywhere else. And I think he takes that formula over there. Exactly. It's classy, it's When,
5: slick, when it? the American mm. fighters see that, they're going to be, whoa, I want a piece of this. Yeah. I want a piece of this action. That's why this card in Chicago is so important for so many reasons. The first one, you really want to hit the ground running and you want to have the American audience suddenly go, wow, okay, this is different, mm. this is the way
4: forward. It reminds me similar of the World Boxing Super Series. That comes out, it's going to be the Champions League of Boxing. People are a little bit like, well, I don't really know, yeah, The fights kick off. Everybody loves it. Everybody wants a piece of the second season. That's where we're at right now with uh, the guys at at Sourland. And I imagine that this is where we're going to be in a year or two years' time with Eddie and Zone over in the States. People are going to want a piece of it once they see it. Rolling,
5: yeah, it was never going to be an overnight thing, you know. I'd have been a bit disappointed if he just gone over there and blew most of the money on signing Mikey Garcia or Lomachenko. It was never going to be that, you know? I'd have liked him to do it, I would have and loved him brought, to do it, and then get, brought him and brought here, brought here, and then I get to see him
4: in the flesh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Garcia versus Lomachenko. <laughs> yes, please.
5: But it was never going to be like that. It was always going to be a long journey. Don't forget, one of the first things that he did when he took over is he went and basically signed everybody at Team GB. Don't be surprised if he does something similar in America, yeah. mm. goes around, signs a load of the top amateurs, a load of the, the the rise in talent rather than guys who are at the top now and are going to take uh,
0: the biggest purses. and from a fighter's point of view you love the game uh and and you want to make money
7: and yeah, that's, that's the
0: ultimate thing and now, now and what happens with a lot of fighters somebody dangles a carrot in front of you but it's just a it's just a carrot it's just an illusion mm. now if eddie's there and he's saying right this is what you're getting this is the score this is the deal most of them will say, "Right, I'm in." Yeah, I'm I think so. in It's about earning dough, uh, yeah. and that's what it is. Especially out there in America, and they've got so much choice out there at different sports. Where these guys want to be stars, they want to be household names because now they're few and far between. Mm. Uh, and 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 the, the lights of Floyd Mayweather uh, and people like that. They, it's going to be hard to build another Floyd Mayweather. And I think Eddie's giving them the opportunity to say, "Right, you can be the next household name."
4: It's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out over the next couple of years. Do stick with us. Uh, you are listening to uh, Fight Now on Talk Sport. Um, we are deep into the sixth of ten rounds. Tyson Fury and Pignetta. Uh, Tyson's at his wiki way. I think he's won every single round. It looks like he's starting now to try his best to put his foot down on the gas and make Pinetta work a little bit harder and try and get him out of there. We'll keep you up to date with it as, uh, as this all progresses. Do stick with us. You're listening to Talk Sport. Another
1: big one from. Johnson, and that's a right hook, and Victor
6: Lock has stopped it, it's a sensational win for Callum, the one, Johnson. People don't probably realise I've had 60 or 70 international boxing matches as an amateur, and I've boxed all these big bad Russians before, so you know, I've got the experience, and uh, you know, I'm 32 and I've been given the chance, and it's a chance that I'm going to try and take with both hands.
4: You're to Fight Night on TalkSport. Callum Johnson there, 32-year-old British and Commonwealth champion at light heavyweight. He is seizing the opportunity to challenge Berturbiev, Artur Berturbiev, for the IBF belt on October the 5th in, in Chicago, where Johnny will be there, obviously sunning himself and doing a little bit of work as well. <laughs> uh, but our very own Gareth o. Davis caught up uh, with Callum Johnson this week, and he began his interview by asking him, uh, did he ever believe that he would get a shot at a world title?
6: From a young age, I've always believed I would sort of get to the top of the world and compete on the world stage. Um, and now I'm, I'm now I'm here. I'm doing it, and I'm proving I'm proving my potential. Now let me
3: take you back because I, I do want to talk about you and your dad, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Who, his nickname wasn't Paul though. It was Jono. It was Jono. Always known as Jono. Why was Dad known as Jono then? Just,
6: I think it's just for the Johnson. Paul yeah, Johnson. Oh, I, see, of I, course, think, yeah. I think that's what it was. Um, but you know, I it was always Dad to me, obviously, and. It's, it's mad really because his real, real close friends, he was always Paul, but everybody else he was Jono, you know, he was known around the town as Jono and, you know, I've got Jono on my hand there, you know, I've, I've named my son after him, Clay Jono and, you know, it's, it's, I could sit and talk about my dad all day, Well let's you know. talk about I mean, your dad all day,
3: was, I because uh, I want to ask you about, because he got, you, he loved boxing didn't yeah,
6: he? Yeah, yeah, it was his sport, he, he did a bit himself. Um, I can remember punching my dad's hands, you know, when I was as young as five years old, and mm-hmm. he always he's trained me from day one. He trained me up until the day he died. No matter where I've been in my career, he's always been a big part of my training. Um, he trained me to win a Commonwealth Games gold medal, and then um, time to turn pro. And he, he trained me f- f- for my first two pro fights, and he always trained me even through my pro career, you know. But obviously, Joe was my main my main coach. But it was actually my dad that sort of sent me off to Joe. Said, you know, you need to. Go on now, move mm, on, and, mm. and I need to learn as well as you, he said. You know, so when, when I lost my dad, it wasn't just losing a dad. It was a, my best friend, my no. trainer. He was my boss at work, and, you know, it had a massive, massive effect on me. And it still does. It still does. I've just learned to manage it. I've learned to manage it now. and I've, I've learned a lot about myself and how to deal with my own feelings. So when I when I start feeling myself slip away, like I used to, I know how to handle it now and I know how to process it so I, so I don't go in that dark hole anymore.
3: Talk to us a little bit about this fellow you're facing. I mean, you will have studied him. Um, you and Joe Gallagher, your trainer, will have looked at him very closely. Um, you're a little little way away from the fight, but tell us what you know about him and, and, and what you intend to do and how you can go about beating this guy, this Russian, who's unbeaten at the moment.
6: You know, I, I'm, I'm not deluded. I know exactly how, how tough a task it is. But I also know what I'm capable of, you know, and I also know the strength and power I possess. Um, and I don't think people saw a glimpse of it against Frank, but they haven't seen everything I'm about. And you know, I, I just know deep down, I truly believe if I can produce the best I can produce, I can win that fight. I just believe it's written in the stars for me. Yeah,
3: and but it, but the victory there, um, the you know the the, the launch of the zone. Uh, You know, in Matchroom USA, um, he's got, you know, he's one of those Eastern Europeans who's kind of developed his career in America. It really allows you to put the flag for Callum Johnson, for dad even, for Matchroom USA and for the UK, and you in the light heavyweight division over there. And it, you know, it probably is the route to to major financial success to legacy, not for you, just you as a boxer, but legacy for your family as well, yeah. you know?
6: I just think, you know, if I can pull this off, you know, me and my family, are f- we're going to be settled for life, mm. you know, not obviously mm. not from this fight, but what comes after it and it does drive me and it gets me out of bed in the morning and, you know, I just think what could be and what will be and I, like I say I think about it daily and I visualise it and I go through it in my head and I just, uh, like you say, it's exciting times. It's exciting times.
4: Uh, Callum Johnson speaking to Gareth Air Davis uh, a little earlier on this week as he prepares for his fight on October the 6th in Chicago against Artur Buterbiev. And he was speaking quite candidly and openly about uh, his father and the influence that his father had on him who sadly passed away recently. Um, and I've spoken to many fighters that use family loss sibling loss as a driving force. Darren Barker's one person that yep, I've spoken yep. to on many occasions and there's a load of others that we could just reel off uh, that do use tragedy in their own life when it gets tough in the ring. When, you, when it does get tough, they find
0: that extra little bit to keep going. As a fighter, your biggest enemy is yourself. And so what happens when when you've when you've experienced tragedy, real tragedy in your life, the, the fears and the, the the disappointments you have that you' build in your head mm. in boxing seem nothing. Mm. So all of a sudden you think you can beat King Kong. everything you think you can do you can actually do because you're no longer doubting yourself because you you've, you've seen grief firsthand, real grief. So experience and and real pain. yeah, so it, it puts everything into perspective. so so fighters that use that and, and, and are capable of doing that they're different they're a different breed. I suppose it's like seeing a fighter that's a multi-millionaire win everything, but still trains like a demon, still mm. fights like a demon. You do not know what motivates him, and so fighters that use grief uh, uh, to motivate them, no matter what you do, you know you, you'll never break their spirit, you'll never break their heart. It doesn't happen for everybody, but you'll never break the spirit. You, I suppose it's it's a it's something that you don't have to go through mm. uh, to to have to think like that.
4: Is it hard to channel that emotion because you can get it, it can go the other way, can't it? I yeah. mean, you can, you can get over, you can overextend yeah. in a fight because you want it so badly yeah. be, because you're thinking of other things.
0: Uh, uh, I think if you if you can concentrate to prep yourself for for a fight through through grief. Uh, It'll, it'll come out when the bell goes mm. uh, and and then it's down to down to 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 raw abilities ability strength it's not that about mental strength it's about down down you getting in there and getting the job done mm. but again these guys guys like that have gone through that are are scary are scary to fight mm. uh, because you know no matter what they're gonna be in your face
4: that's the that's the common ground that we find as non-fighters with fighters isn't it because everybody has gone through something at some point in their life experienced something in some way and there's always something that drives you on whatever your career path is there's always something motivating you and it's nine times out of ten in order to make somebody proud somewhere isn't it
5: well exactly and you know as we just heard then Calm wants to make his dad's legacy proud more than anything they started this journey together and it's unfortunate that the world title opportunity has come after his father's passed away but in his back of his mind maybe he's thinking His dad's looking down on him. That part of the phone call was his dad looking down on him, saying, right, son, it's happening now. And Mm. as Johnny was saying, psychologically, that's got to put him in such a strong position and... You know, We spoke to Joe on the show last week and he said they went out there and Baterbiev, Callum s- squared up to Baterbiev, and, and that helps as well. That's like when you get to look at someone in the eyes and think, you know what, it's just a man, two yeah. arms, two legs, and you know, I'm
0: here, I want it as much as he wants it, I'm working as hard as he wants it. Who knows? You look at one of the most scary fi- scariest fighters on the planet, Mike Tyson. You speak to him on a down low, he's, he said he's terrified, somebody. he used to be mm. terrified, and you think, you, Mike Tyson. I didn't think I'd, I was any good. I was bottling it until I won the world title. So I'd won the British, I'd won the European, i hmm. won all these titles. People didn't think, Now I was scared. I was bottling it. Honestly, I thought, why did I pick I this think there's got to
4: be something wrong with you if you're not, in some way, shape or form, have some type of fear. I mean, it's a weird thing. I mean, let's think about it properly, right? Fighting if it goes off in the schoolyard as it used to do yeah. it goes off there and then you don't sign and say I'll tell you what we'll come back in about three months right yeah. <laughs> and be, and, cheap uh, well let's get in good Nick let's and, the, and then with. we'll make a bit of a walk and get yeah. and sell a few tickets so everybody can come and watch I'm gonna, it I'm going to go and go practice fight with yeah. a kid who's a similar size <laughs> to yeah. Yeah. and then we'll ready. have a do then we'll have a do yeah. you know what I mean and sometimes you do it when you don't actually have any animosity towards uh, the other guy uh, which is, which baffles me absolutely yeah. baffles
0: me so it is a, it's a weird thing within itself yeah it is well they say fighters are aren't wired up right and and they're not they're not you know fighters at sixty years old still think they can fight. Yeah. So uh so it's not it's not it's not rocket science. It's genetic. It's one hundred percent genetic. I think you uh, referred to it once as
4: it. a chemical imbalance. I think you referred yeah. to <laughs> it as didn't it's you? It's truly genetic. <laughs> it, it's it's there's
5: something the way f- fighters are wired that makes them run towards a fight when the rest of the population run away from yeah. a fight. It's it just built into And that's why they're so fascinating. That's
0: right. why we love fighting so much. And underdeveloped frontal lobe, if you want the correct word. I'll <laughs> exactly. tell you want to He's it. into it. Hey. Why am I a nutcase? <laughs> <laughs> that's in his Google
4: searches. <laughs> uh, do stick with us. There's lots coming up on the show, including... Uh, Obviously, all the updates from Windsor Park. Uh, Tyson Fury is currently well halfway through the ninth round now. I think he's won every single round, so he's definitely got a few rounds under his belt. I think I'm more interested now as to see what will happen after this fight once the uh, final belt I, does go. Whether Deontay gets in there and we. I agree you what bit you're saying
0: about Deontay. While watching this, thinking, I'll have this now. Mm. He'll he'll not be impressed. But but mm. Tyson Fury looks beatable, But if he doesn't want to get hit, you aren't hitting him. Mm. That's very
4: evasive very evasive indeed well, so we'll give you an update on that we'll obviously keep you up to date with everything that's going on uh, with the Carl Frampton fight that comes a little bit later on and of course uh, we've plenty more to talk about as we uh, as we look ahead towards some super fights coming up in September one of which Triple G and Canelo hey eh? we're only a few weeks away don't go anywhere
3: on DAB Digital Radio and 1089 and 1053 AM Fight Night with Adam Catterall on Talk on Talk Sport
4: it's your home for boxing every single Saturday night. You listen to TalkSport, this is Fight Night with me, Adam Carter. Johnny Nelson alongside me, as is Nick Pete. We'll be speaking to Gareth A. Davis a little later on in the show. Uh, it was in Belfast this evening to witness uh, Tyson Fury's next comeback fight. And he's also there to see Carl Franson defend his WBO interim title against uh, Australian Luke Jackson. We'll get you all the latest on that a little bit later on. Uh, the Tyson Fury fight has just finished. We are waiting for the results, but I'll tell you now that he's won,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm chuckling to myself because I'm thinking I went down to London you've got those posh Cockney accents or whatever yeah. you are and you just shout come on Bob Squad that's get it. it ring that's it, that's <laughs> it. You know, I'm, trying
4: to, I'm trying to keep you
0: as northern as possible man. come friend. on Bob Squad that's I it thought, that's yeah. what we
4: want now we, we've seen
5: the fight I'm seen. pretty sure Tyson Fury's pulled on a t-shirt that says Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder has he really? already Deontay Wilder has obviously just been getting dragged out of his seat
4: by uh, by Shelley Finkel. There you go. Um, they're about to make the announcement as to uh, as the result of this fight. But I didn't see Pinetta winning anything. You think? I think he's won all 10, uh, 10 rounds there. Tyson Fury and for his hand is now. Uh, raised, you just causing a little bit of a, uh, a herring there because yeah, I'm reading the T-shirt Pianetra now and actually, it says Pianetta. <laughs> well, I'm going to get you a set he's gonna of. i going to take that one off. I'm going to get you one down one to Specsavers, <laughs> mate, so that you can uh, you can read what's going on. Uh, but he's doing a little bit of a, a parade of the ring at this moment in time, addressing the fans, giving them all of a little bit of a round of applause. And let's not forget, this is this is Carl Frampton's he's night really. Just took really. Wilder's belt off of me. <laughs> this this is this is Carl Frampton's <laughs> night really. But right now, Tyson Fury. He's parading the WBC <laughs> heavyweight championship of the world around the ring in, uh, in Windsor oh, Park. Where's he got that from? He's got that off Deontay Just Wilder. Off You're That's joking. He's inside. took that off somebody, hasn't he? He's no. took that off somebody. He's well, giving him he, it back now. Look. Well, he's got a version of a of a WBC crown there, and they're having a little bit of a handshake, him and uh, Deontay Wilder. Come on, Deontay. We, we don't want... That's it. He's beckoning him into the ring. That's what we want to see, don't we? We don't want to see any of this tit uh, ta a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And Deontay Wilder is now actually making his way into the ring to go nose-to-nose with the Gypsy King himself. Of course, at this moment in time, we don't have the sound of this, so I can't tell you exactly what is being said, uh, but we will keep you up to date with it once we've digested it. Fun. Absolutely. Nothing but fun. Fun. Nothing but fun. Um, Tyson Fury uh, in the ring now, addressing uh, the crowd on the microphone, and I've no doubt there'll be a little bit of a fallout with him uh, and Deontay Wilder. Hopefully, a fight's announced, and we will uh, give you that information uh, in a couple of moments' time. In the meantime, I want to turn our attention towards uh, Callum Smith because he's in action in Jeddah against George Groves in the World Boxing Super Series uh, final super middleweight division. It's for the WBA uh, super middleweight championship of the world and the Muhammad Ali trophy. Gareth A. Davis caught up uh, with Callum earlier on this week and asked him how big of a fight with George Groves this really is. for the. I treat every fight
8: as a must win. My last fight, if I didn't win that, then... And my chances of being a world champion went and I had to rebuild. So I think every fight's always been aiming towards this one, and any slip up, it all went, oh, no, I lost it all. So it's just as important. But yeah, I do feel like every fight I've had so far, I've never been fully satisfied. I've never really enjoyed any of my wins because it's always without being disrespectful. But I won the British title and I was proud to win it. But if I'd have retired then I'd have felt I'd have underachieved so I've never really been fully satisfied and it's always been another title on the way to become a world champion and you know, I've finally got that chance now it's took a little bit longer than what I'd have liked and what, what I expected but it's you now and it's, it's a massive fight and I'm not just fighting for not any world title I'm fighting for the chance to be the best in the world the number one in the division and that's the ultimate goal and you know, I plan on taking it with both hands
3: Your eldest brother Paul has always said you know, Callum was the most talented even when you were a teenager and they were, all, they were almost already pros, I think, and you were a teenager. Um, and finally, I mean, you've been around world titles so many times with all of them, in fact. Um, is this, and has that been ideal preparation for this big moment where you've been kind of there, ringside in the shadow of that, knowing big occasions and also perhaps knowing what it's like being away from home in a vacuous arena where everyone's supporting someone else. I mean, there may be no one supporting anyone there in Saudi Arabia, but at least it, it, that preparation, knowing what that mood, that atmosphere, is, that feel is like.
8: Yeah, I definitely, I do believe being there with my brothers has helped me experience-wise, even though this is my first world title shot, but I've been all over the world with my brothers. I've been in big fights, I've been in changing rooms with them in fights where... No, they've been the underdog and no they've been the away fighter and the crowds being against them and I do feel that helped me and just being in, being abroad and being out of your comfort zone and seeing how other shows are set up and mm. you know, on a match room show you see all familiar faces and everything's comfortable and you go to a Golden Boy show and you are basically put in your room and that's that. So I do feel I've been through it all although not personally myself but with my brother, so I do think that'll stand me in good stead for when I
3: I do reach the big stage, which is my next fight. Is there disappointment, or two things really? Was there disappointment, and how did you control it when you had to wait so long uh, to find out where it was? And was there some kind of semblance of disappointment when it was, you know, Jeddah? Did you know where Jeddah was, for example, when you heard it was Jeddah?
8: No, but obviously, originally I thought it was the cruiseway final that was in Jeddah, and that was a Ukrainian via Russian, and it's kind of neutral ground, and maybe mean it made sense, but it made a little bit more sense than putting the two Brits over there. But I, uh, the minute they's got moved to Moscow, I kind of had a feeling that we'd be going to Jeddah and it's not ideal from, you know, a personal point of view or from a fan's point of view. I think it's a big domestic fight that mm. deserves to be seen by a big, you
3: know, a big crowd and that kind of thing. But, but the whole build-up would have been nice in the UK, wouldn't it? You know, doing the press conferences and the workouts and that yeah. that kind of build-up, do you know what I mean?
8: Yeah, I, I, I turned pro, on the, the two names that were making their way through the division with DeGale and Groves and they were the two people I felt that I'd share a ring with one or both of them at some point and I always envisioned it being a big domestic fight, pay-per-view, big sold-out arena and stuff and I kind of got the fight but not all that that comes with it but it is what it is, that was took out of my hands, it was took out of George's hands. We entered this tournament knowing the circumstances, knowing the chances of fighting at home or abroad were completely took out of your hands. And like I said, it's been frustrating waiting, but I got the fight that I wanted, I didn't want to fight a replacement, and you know, with George's injury and stuff, I'm pleased that he's recovered and I'm pleased that he'll be standing in the opposite corner and I get a chance to become a world champion, which is... The main reason why I entered this tournament was to become a world champion, become the best in the world, and George Groves leaving the tournament kind of took that opportunity away from me, so regardless of where it is in the world or when it is, George Groves was the most important part of this fight.
4: Huge fight happening uh, at the end of September in Jeddah. Uh, for the WBA Super Middleweight Championship of the World. Johnny Nelson decided not to listen to any of that because he was listening <laughs> to what Tyson Fury uh, and Deontay Wilder were doing in the ring. And I, I suppose it's unfair for us to delay uh, talking about that. We will come back to Carl Smith and George Groves in a moment or two, but they're still in the ring. They're still addressing each other. Uh, they haven't given us a date, nope. but they have confirmed that Tyson Fury's next opponent will be Deontay Wilder, and it will be for the WBC heavyweight championship of the world.
5: And just like that, once again, we've we've watched 10 rounds of Tyson Fury, 10 forgettable rounds of Tyson Fury, and yet we are now on the edge of our seats (laughs) waiting to
4: see him fight again. It's crazy. You've got to take your hat off to the man. He's had two comeback fights. He hasn't been in the ring for the God knows how long. And now he's taking on what many would say is the most dangerous heavyweight in the world, Johnny. Uh,
0: Without a doubt. And you know what, it just... uh, I'm trying to get my head it because I'm thinking, when it was a, a talk of him doing a deal with Eddie, I don't know if, I, if I'm right, wrong or right, I don't know if he, he said something like, you're, gonna try, you're trying to throw me in and when I'm not ready yet, you know, you want to get a couple of fights under his belt, which he has done now. Now, now, now he's taken on Deontay Wilde, so yeah, let's do this fight, I'm ready now. So, so I know the money's there. I know the fights there. I know it's intriguing. I think these three on the dance floor, those two there, what we're looking on the screen at uh, Wilder and uh, and Fury, and then Anthony Joshua involved. I'm telling you now, this could this could last for two or three years Absolutely. with these guys fighting each other, and uh, and and it's it's all intrigued. I'm sure Anthony Joshua sat at home watching this, thinking, yeah, you know what? Come on, boys, bring it on. Each fighter thinks they're king of the hill. Each fighter fancies this. I think. Uh, the performance we've just seen of 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 Tyson Fury fighting there is going to be a completely different performance yeah. that you'll get against him against uh, uh, Wilder. I think Wilder against Fury, Wilder against AJ are going to be two completely completely different kind of fights, mm-hmm. and that's why again, you know, Wilder's making sure you know what you I'm WBC champion. Someone's got to go.
4: Do stick with us, because I'm fascinated by this. And I think we're going to talk about this for the next 10, 15 minutes or so. Uh, You're more than welcome to get involved with the show at Adam Catterall, at TalkSport as well, if you wish to tweet and uh, cast your judgment over what we've just heard. Uh, Windsor Park, he went 10 rounds. Tyson Fury got 10 rounds under his belt. Unanimous decision. Deontay gets in the ring. And The fight's on. We haven't got a date, we'll hear that this week, according to Frank Warren. That's what he's just said there. We will get that date and venue this week. We're hearing that it will be, uh, by the end of this year at some place in America, either New York Sounds or Las, like
5: Vegas. Las Vegas. They said Las Vegas, then I, Tyson said, I will see you in Las Vegas. So, yeah,
0: that'll
5: do for me. There, you yeah, go. but he
0: did say that about the t shirt as well. So, we got yeah, his eyes, are gone. <laughs> his eyes have gone. Uh,
4: do stick with us. We're going to continue this conversation next. You listen to Talk Sport. you listen to Fight Night on TalkSport uh, with myself, Adam Catterall, Johnny Nelson uh, and Nick Pete. Um, and obviously our texts and our tweets are now going a little bit crazy uh, in the studio with people excited, confused. All the emotions uh, regarding the information that uh, we have just seen live from Windsor Park in Belfast. We'll get Gareth A. Davis' opinion on that a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but we can confirm that the next fight for Tyson Fury will be... Deontay Wilder. It will be for the WBC Championship of the World. We'll get a date and venue confirmed this week. Uh, Nick... Uh, who uh, believes he saw certain wording on a T-shirt a little bit earlier on that was not there? <laughs> Genuinely thinks that he saw Frank Warren mouth the words Las Vegas, so he's getting excited. He's just booked a flight. We're off to the MGM, baby, aren't we?
5: <laughs> it's crazy though. We we kind of we, we came into the studio knowing that was we, that was what we were waiting for. We were waiting for the to head. We were waiting for the water words. We were waiting for the big announcements, and we ultimately got it and more, which is usually what happens with Tyson Fury. And we've completely forgot about the ten rounds that we've just. Just had to sit through yeah. the area. In hindsight, what was the point of the ten rounds? Why didn't they just get them both into the ring <laughs> and just do that face-off thing? Yeah. It was crazy. Obviously, you know, uh, from a fan's perspective, once again, Tyson Fury captures the imagination of the nation with the microphone rather than with his gloves. Yeah. It's crazy.
4: After about two rounds, three rounds, when it seemed quite obvious that the other kid was going to give him no trouble whatsoever in yeah. this fight, it reminded me very much of watching Canelo versus uh, Chavez Jr. I might remember oh. this. I remember watching that and thinking, Canelo's just a cut above this fella. It's yeah. unbelievable. Oh, Triple G's in the crowd. I wonder why he's there. And then for the rest of, <laughs> and then for the rest of the fight, I was just constantly oh, wow. thinking, is he going to get in at the end? Is it going to go off? But and I just, it, I and just it did.
0: Saw, I just saw. while he's there... Uh, there was probably a, a strong chance Tyson was going to win. Why? Why is there no official place of where the fight? Yeah. Why? Why pleasure. are you waiting a week? I don't why, understand. Why what's, wait a week? Yeah. Why, what's the difference? What? 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 What's that mean? You know, because they know that it's the next fight. They know it's. Do you
4: know why I think that's happened? Because. If we're all honest, tonight is about... It's supposed to be about Carl Frampton. It's yeah. supposed to be yeah. about him, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I forgot his fine. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Carl Frampton's about to make his ring walk. This is I'm his sorry. night, Johnny. I'm I don't sorry, know sorry. if you remember that. <laughs> and I, I genuinely think that if you announce the day and venue and all that type of stuff, nobody's bothered about the Carl Frampton thing anymore. No, I'm The not. shine is totally taken off his night. When they announced AJ and Klitschko, it was AJ's night. It yeah. was AJ's night. This yeah. is when we're doing it. We're going to Wembley. We're going in April, and this is the crack. And it, yeah. everybody was going crazy. And of course, it works better like that. But I just think there was a little bit maybe of Carl Frampton in the back of uh, Frank's head there.
5: Well, yeah, and there's also an element that this Tyson's fight's done.
4: Tyson's going to travel. Here. Tyson's going to travel. It's yeah. going to be done by an American broadcaster. Right. Yes, we'll get it, but it'll be
5: it's an American show in in Las Vegas. I hear. I'm sure I hear the Las Vegas man. It's going to go over there. <laughs> We're going to get the same thing here, don't forget. Josh Warrington's ringside. I think we're going to get the same thing again. A big performance by Frampton. Hmm. They're going to get Warrington in, and that's a Frank show that, then. Then get them yeah, head. Again, to head.
0: That might be a reason why they've not announced it. Look at us speculating. That yeah, might yeah. be a reason why This is what not we do. It.
4: This is what this show is. Have you not heard it? You've been <laughs> on it many times, my friend. We sit here just talking nonsense all week.
7: Some of it comes <laughs> true,
4: some of it doesn't. Happen. <laughs> that's on a T shirt. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry, no, no. laughs> Regarding the fight itself, though, I mean, as Nick, you alluded to this, right? The fight in itself is whatever now. Forgetting. It's gone. It's forget. Yeah, yeah. It's forgettable. And it's all the Generates things. Generates no headlines. Tomorrow. Regarding Tyson Fury, it's all the things that are actually happening outside of the ring that is creating the interest. The inside of the ring stuff isn't really wetting our whistle, is it? No. You know, this is for every
5: newspaper man that's sitting ringside tonight, and I've been one of them for many years. You know, you, you do 800 words tomorrow, there might be six words about the actual fight, and it will be mid Tyson Fury won. And by the way, beat <laughs> Pianetta on points. That, that yeah. will be it, because the whole story is about Deontay Wilder, the fight's happening. They're going to Las Vegas, they're going to America. He's going to get the shot. He's going to get the shot before AJ. That's that's the big... And the great thing is, we talk about this on the show every week. And We say British boxing's never been as good as it is now. It's the golden age of boxing. But there's an old adage about boxing as well, saying the sport is only as strong as the heavyweight division. And now it looks like the heavyweight division is going to have its own real mm. era as well. You need three or four guys at the top, top, top end to make era. And Anthony Joshua's legacy... He needs Deontay Wilder, and he needs Tyson something.
0: All roads are actually leading to Anthony Joshua. You can see where this is going. You can see how this but is going right dang-
4: But how dangerous is this fight for us to see Anthony Joshua in with one of these guys? Let's say they do this by the end of the year, and it is unbelievable. Everybody's captivated by it. It's a tremendous fight.
0: They're going to go again, aren't they? They'll go again. But Remember, what we're doing is we're, we're making that the old mistake of just overlooking Anthony Joshua's next opponent. And how oh, big, absolutely. And how dangerous that fight absolutely is. Absolutely we're, yeah. we're, 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 we're planning, God, this fight would be brilliant. That, that, that dream could be shattered yep. uh, uh, come September because he has a big fight on his hands himself. And, and if you look at the, the, the form, but you look at the, these fighters, it's a tough, tough fight out there. Of course it him. is, yeah. Uh, um, if we can pretend that that's a done deal and he's won, then these three, you know, him, uh, Wilder and, and Fury... It, to me, it's a great, it's a great mix. It's a great. i I think you know he's got two enemies that have piled up to, to to get against him. So all roads lead to him, mm, and to Joshua, because the two guys that dislike him and probably dislike each other one bit uh, have piled up to say we'll fight each other and try and take the shine off him. They're not they take the shine off him. No. You, you put him in... He, Anthony and Joshua can fight almost anywhere and fill it out against anybody. Look at Wembley Arena. Let's see how many people rock up at Wembley in September. Uh, he's, he's, he's probably one of the only fighters that can actually do that, UK fighters that can, can actually do but that.
4: But at some point, he's going to need a dance partner, isn't it? Because of yeah. all the talk like of, Yeah, exactly. Of all the talk of the Wilder fight, if, if it doesn't happen and it keeps being delayed and it keeps being delayed, then there's going to be a time where the fans go...
0: Come on, man. We need to see it. So who do you yeah. think the biggest dance partner is between Wilder and Fury?
4: I think the best, most entertaining fight is Deontay Wilder, because I think it's a gun show. Mm. I think him, I think Anthony Joshua against uh, Tyson Fury, could be quite dull, really. I think it could be a very cagey chess match.
0: Mm. Build-up, uh, would cr- oh, the build-up, the build-up would be tremendous. Oh, the would
5: be tremendous. That's what Tyson's all about, yeah. Mm. My, my big issue with this fight being made in terms of AJ is, if Tyson can go there and do the impossible, I'd be very surprised if there's not a rematch clause in Deontay Wilder's side of things. So they're going to have to do it a second time if Fury wins. Or as you say, if it's a great fight, they may well do it again. If there's a disqualification mm. they may well have to do it again and, mm. and suddenly AJ is now looking at a year before he gets one of these mainstream dance partners yes his next opponent is incredibly tough probably the toughest opponent since you know, other than that Vladimir Klitschko oh, toughest opponent that, on his yeah. record mm. but he's not a household name he's not a Tyson Fury you he's think, not necessarily you think, a Deontay Wilder do you
0: think AJ's ha- do you think AJ will even consider jumping in the queue because he's thinking I don't need to queue up in, to get in your club because they're all queuing up to get in mind he's yeah, the yeah. guy that everyone wants to fight he's a, he's the pension money he's the guy that mm. fights want to fight because to get paid heavily from, them. I'm sure Wilder, I'm sure Fury haven't, don't get 50% of what the kind of money AJ is pulling in. So he's thinking you can do what you want, boys. But you know my clubs. When I come
4: calling.
5: Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. But and like that, you said, that's how I look at it.
4: As you rightfully pointed out, there are potential banana skins in the web yeah. before we get to either Wilder or Fury for and yeah. Joshua. One of which is Povetkin in yeah. September, and. With all due respect, we're kind of overlooking him because I've just mentioned a tweet that he's just thrown out there. Uh, he put one word out tonight to Dillian White. Embarrassing. I think he's just referring to what we've just said in the ring there. <laughs> but Dillian White with, uh, has thrown his hat in the ring. He yeah. is a viable option for April next year. I think he's pole position for April yeah. mm. Absolutely And that's position. a big
0: fight because yeah. of the history. It's a big fight. And both fights have matured, gotten better, more confident. They, they, they've grown. Not the finished article, but they've grown. It's a good big fight domestically. It might not mean... Diddly to the rest of the world, but, you know, over here, that's a Wembley all over again. Mm. Uh, and, 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 and again, you've got two fighters that, that have, they've got history. Uh, and, and people will remember what happened in the first fight. And both fighters are willing to put it on the line again. Mm.
4: You kind of uh, alluded to the fact of eras in heavyweight division. You're only as strong as that, that, that what's going on in the heavyweight division. Yeah. And for a long period of time with Klitschko, or the Klitschko brothers, should I say, dominating uh, the heavyweight division, we didn't really get major competition. For those guys it was always done deal wasn't it it was always yeah. a done deal when vladimir turned up he stuck you on the end of his jab end of chat yeah that's why it was such an amazing thing in 2015 when tyson went over there and, and blew this whole thing wide open right now we need genuine competition we need proper debates don't we we don't want mm. we need to be sat here going he'll beat him easy he'll beat him easy it'll be a 12 point a 12 round points decision you want to we want jeopardy we want to sit here as pundits and go I don't know what's gonna happen here. Or, or or you say one thing, I say another thing, and we can both understand each other's argument. Be yeah. legit. Of
5: course. And that, that's the beauty of these three or four names that we're talking about now, though, as well. You know, talking about murderous punches, guys that don't go the distance. They're there to finish the fight from the first round to the twelfth round. Well Tyson two. Fury's a complete dagger. That's, that's it. You don't know what you're gonna get with Tyson Fury. You know, he's a he's a box of frogs, let's be honest. So uh, and then the the, the A-card <laughs> the <laughs> is Dillian White. Dillian White's just bones. kind of you know, Dillian, Dillian can pop up anywhere. You know, on his night, Dillian White can beat anybody. I truly believe that if he can get focused. But I just think right now, everything. Johnny's right, all roads lead to AJ. It's, for me, it's all about AJ's legacy and how does he define himself as one of the greats? How does he? How can we ever compare him to Lennox Lewis and what Lennox achieved? The only way we can do that is that there's a strong heavyweight division. And right now, we're just seeing the early stages of what could be, the heavyweight division could have its glory years in the next five years. It could be amazing. Mm. It is exciting. I
4: know, Alexander, I know that Alexander is... Usk.
5: You know, there's names, there's if other names up,
4: that, yeah. that, that, that could yet pop up. I know, that the, I know that this has just happened, this is, and we're just dissecting this tonight. We've kind of known that it will probably get announced this evening or at some point this week. But it's good to see things start to move now. There's been a lot of chat, a lot of chat. This is happening, this is happening. I mean, even when Tyson became the heavyweight champion back in 2015. We all remember the first fight that he went to was the Deontay Wilder fight. He That's was right. in the ring, he was calling him out. He was giving it all sorts, wasn't he? But yeah. then obviously he was called for the rematch with Klitschko, which didn't go through, and then he had belts taken off him because of various politics, as yeah. Johnny says. But <laughs> it's good to now see things start to move along.
0: Fury is one of those fighters that goes against the grain. His promoter will tell him whatever, the media will tell him whatever, they'll say, no, this is what I want. And he, he's willing to lose it all like he did when he beat Kalitschko. Everything went to Because he's, yeah. he's a fighting man, yeah. He's a fighting man. And that's, that's, that's probably why this has happened now. Because he thinks, right, I want something of significance. I want something to motivate me to mm. to get up at stupid o'clock in the morning train and get myself in good condition. So they've got to give him this kind of challenge against Waller because after a while he'd go off the, on the off the ball. He's in a win-win situation, isn't he, Tyson? If he gets knocked out,
4: um, people there is always people that will say, he took it too, too early. Too soon. He, he's not the problem. He's not out of the question. What happens yeah. if he beats Wilder, if he schools Wilder? I, well, of course, then, you know,
5: he's absolutely in pole position to fight anti-Joshua and we get one of the biggest all-British heavyweight fights in history, you know. That, again, that golden era thing, it's amazing. But for me, if he goes over there and gets knocked out by Wilder, and listen, if I had 10 pound in my pocket now and I had to bet somewhere, that's definitely the way I would go. Um... I worry about Tyson then his mental state because you know he's come back to boxing. He's got rid of nine stone. He's in he's in a great place right now. His tail's up. You know he, he seems to be loving life again. But everything will feel a million miles away if he's if he's picked up off the floor in Las Vegas and Deontay Wilder marches forward to to this super fight with Anthony Joshua. Mm. I feel then he will feel so far away from it mm. all because what's he going to go do then? Go and fight Dillian White or does he come all the way back and, and rebuild against the David Price? And I, I don't know. I think that whole that undefeated record, yes. that that, that, that <clears throat> confidence that he takes in that undefeated record, once that's gone, once that's been wiped, it's going to be so hard. Some to fighters, come back from
0: the problem is they believe in all the hype. Sometimes yep. fighters in not hype, but some fighters, once you've gone to a certain level, it's hard to go back down, believe that level. I, I'm quite sure you're box for world title, you're world champion, you're yeah. up there. And all of a sudden, it, it, if, if they say you're, now, you're no longer Premier League, you, you, you're level four, you know, some fighters just their pride and won't let them do it. I don't think Tyson Fury is that kind of guy. I don't think he's the kind of guy where his pride will let him be a be a, a gatekeeper or, or have to go back down to that to that level. Yeah, mm. I just don't think it's within him. I, I totally agree with you. I, think. I just think uh, 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 for Tyson Fury, he needs it's probably to win, win a bust. Yeah, it's win a bust against it.
5: Wilder, I think.
4: Yeah, doesn't win out
5: there, it's over
4: fascinating and the build-up's going to be probably even better than the fight itself uh, more on this as it develops uh, throughout the course of the night we'll get gareth a davis take on it because he's actually in belfast uh, carl frampton is now in the ring uh, the announcements are currently being made for his fight with luke jackson we'll keep you up to date with that We've lots to talk about including eventually getting back round uh to callum smith and george groves we'll do it next on talk sport don't go anywhere
6: Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply.
1: See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
4: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. You're listening to Fight Night on TalkSport. Myself, Adam Catterall, Johnny Nelson and Nick Pete with me in the studio. Um, I know that we've been mentioning uh, various fights that are upcoming. The World Boxing Super Series 1 in Jeddah, which is live on TalkSport. It's a Friday night, that little bit of a weird one, but it should be an absolute cracker. Callum Smith, George Groves going at it. And we've said this on the show previously, Nick. Absolutely delighted that it is these two. I know that you're a big fan of Callum Smith. Um, I'm and and a, a fan big, of George Groves. Yeah, a big well. fan of George Groves yeah. as well. Absolutely. Um, but we're delighted that it's these two, especially after the injury to George. There was lots of chat about maybe um, replacements coming in to face Callum, and therefore maybe a world title wouldn't necessarily be up for grabs. Uh, but they've given uh, George enough time to recover, and it's happening now at the end of September. All right, it's in Jeddah. British fight fans may be a little bit miffed with that, but this yep. is a different type of competition. Yeah all we're delighted about is that the fight's on and it's for the WBA Super Middleweight Championship of the World. Absolutely, and, that, and that's the main
5: thing, you know, I think anything less we would have been, uh, it would have left a sour taste in the mouth because, you know, we've been on this journey with World and Super Series, we've absolutely loved it, the Cruiserweight Tournament was absolutely unreal, the Super Middleweight Tournament <coughs> has been brilliant as well, the best ace that were available uh, all entered the tournament, the two top seeds are left in it, it would have been such a shame to bring in anybody to replace George Grove, so, uh, and, and shame on Callum Smith as well you know he, he's been WBC number one contender for feels like about four years mm. and yet three years exactly is it, it's insane it's crazy uh, you know he, he still hasn't had a, a shot at the title so he joined he entered this tournament like a lot of the guys because they were guaranteed if they keep winning three fights you guaranteed a world title fight at the end of it or you know a world title along the journey so yeah. as well as a big fat check so it, it, it had to be these guys I'm glad I'm glad the Southland saw centre with it and pushed it back because the fans demanded it and you know what it kind kind of rolls forward now into the, into the second season anyway mm. it's starting september the new season season 2 starts in september as well why not? It's like an annual thing. It lost
0: its momentum a little bit with, with the delay of the fight. But again, it would have probably lost credibility if, if it wasn't these two getting in the ring Absolutely. with each other. But now that is done. Now that's, that deal is done. Now now we know uh, uh, which way it's going. I think it's intriguing. I think the tournament has been brilliant. I think that the, the fighters that are in it, they've been intriguing for us all, as fans as well. uh, uh what difference does it make to the landscape of the the, the division? Mm. I think it makes a difference. It yeah. gives a chance for the old to come in, uh, the new to come in, and the old to stay there to fight it through. I think it's going to be a, a cracking fight, no matter what.
4: We've got it away at the moment, the super middleweights in in Britain, haven't we? Because uh, Rocky Fielding picked up a version of a world title uh, recently. Yeah. There's a narrative between him and Callum. Mm-hmm. Um, there's talks that uh, Rocky Fielding and James DeGale is nearly, the, nearly there. Yeah. What a fantastic fight that would be. And you were talking about the uh, the new taking over the old and all yeah. that type of stuff. What a wonderful opportunity. If that, if it can make that fight now, I'm not saying it's a, a done deal or it's an easy one for Rocky because it's by far an easy one but if he can come through it and if he can have a name like James DeGale on his wow. resume then all of a sudden he becomes a serious player in the super middleweight division doesn't he?
0: And James De DeGale all of a sudden turned into to giving up his start and saying look I want to go for the big fights because he knows he's getting in tough fights so therefore he knows he's thinking I'm on the slide here, yep. I've got to make sure, i make sure every fight means something uh, uh, and again it's a fight that that he, I'd expect him to win but uh, let's not make the mistake because rocking feeling can bang. Yeah. You know, so one mistake changes everything. How far has James DeGale slipped, we don't know. Mm. You'd expect him to be able to do this because he's got the pedigree and he's got the experience. But again, it's an intriguing fight that you can see happening no matter what. Mm. Yeah.
4: Um, to be fair to James, and I will defend him slightly on the slide because he is, he, I mean, against Caleb Truex, he didn't look at his best. Mm but he's had two fights against Kill Brook it could
0: be a case of maybe the opponent just being all
4: wrong for him Bogey maybe
0: uh, maybe maybe but i just think uh, uh, you, uh, you look you think of the last half a dozen fights of james and, Kale and they've not been easy no he's, he's had some, some wars hasn't he's he he's been some right ding-dongs and the stuff i heard in miami when he was training out there before or one of one of his fights and he lost his actually lost his teeth in sparring yeah the week before the fight and they said the guy's crazy he just wants to fight so so and and the hard sparring sessions, age fighters. I think James has been smart enough to say, right, you know what, I I'm going to sh- uh, sh- shelve my commitments of being champion. I just want the big fights because mm-hmm. they deserve to be in a position. to Say, yeah, give me this one, a fight against Rocky Fielding. I think I love that. Yeah.
4: Is is the one that he's really chasing? I mean, I'm just look, reading between the lines here. Is he hoping George Groves comes through? Gary no. Smith. And then he takes on George Groves. You know what? I think every
0: fight has got a bogey man, and you uh, know I'm, I'm a massive fan of James. I'm a massive fan of him, but I think the pressure of that uh, for James yeah. will. But be... But in the back
4: and, of his and, mind, will he not be thinking? I just need I to, write that, yeah. need to God, write that wrong. I need
0: to write that wrong. Oh God, wrong. without a doubt, without a doubt, and he, he, and again, you know, he'll be thinking. I, I do want to write that wrong, but I, 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 I dread to think. If he didn't, he got in the ring and, mm. he, and, and he lost it to George Groves. George Groves just gets under his skin. Mm. I'm not saying he's... James, I think, is... is, I want to say he's a better fighter, but he's not because he's been beaten twice by him. But G- George knows how to get under his skin. Yeah. And if you can get somebody in your psyche, in your head, no matter how much you've trained, no matter how hard you've worked, he's always going to have your number. Mm.
5: I, I don't think he's necessarily looking for, the, for George Groves uh, for all those reasons and more. I think James now knows he's probably got two... At the most, yeah, three fights left saying, in him. Yeah. They need to be pay-per-view fights. They yeah. need to be on pay-per-view cards. It's no good going over in, into America and defending against Uz Katagui. That's why he gave the belt up. He didn't want a piece of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not pay-per-view. But potentially fighting Rocky Field then, as chief supporter, Tony Bellew versus Uss- Ussich. That sounds like pay-per-view money yeah. to me. That's that's a big fight, and then the spin-off of that is you're in pole position to fight the winner of Groves versus Smith, which and, is another potential pay-per-view And the public,
0: fight. the public have got to understand what pay-per-view is. Pay-per-view is 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 giving us the fights we want to see because these fighters are either saying I want to get paid X, Y, Z. Now, unless it's pay-per-view, the money's not going to be around. Yeah. So and I know people get frustrated with pay-per-view, but. They've got to, It's not like football. It ain't like football no. where you've got um, endorsement left, right and centre and players are getting paid every week even if they play or not. The money's got to be raised. So I know the promoters get slagged off, the TV companies get slagged off, mm. but if they, if it's a big fight, a big worth fight, and these guys want big money and you want to see the fight, we got to pay them. Uh, and that's what pay-per-view that's what pay-per-view is all about.
4: Mm. And we maybe justify pay-per-view by stacking up cards as you were talking yeah. about before. Yeah. I mean, we were very blessed obviously to be Even at the O2 Belly- arena Belly
5: lead it to early, didn't he? When we yeah. chatted to Belly earlier in the, the show, we
4: said the, the card yeah. will be stacked I mean well. I mean look at what we experienced at the O2 a couple of weeks ago. I mean, nobody had picked Dave Allen to do what he did, nobody had <laughs> picked Derek Tisori to do what he did. I mean we had some some tremendous it was probably for from fight to fight to fight to fight, one of the best cards that I've been to for a long period of time. Heading into that card though, we didn't go this is the best no we've we seen. not at all. We just got lightning in the bottle that night, We got to be honest it. with you. We we got got to look let's look be honest. Yeah, yeah, we did. But you are right in what you were saying. You, you have the main event, but then the, the undercon has to stack up. And we're very blessed at this moment in time that we've got enough, what I was alluding to before, mm. super middleweight talent that fancies going up against each other. We're not talking about we've got one great guy yeah. and we need to get some geezer in from Eastern Europe to come and fight him. Yeah. We've got guys here in Great Britain and guys in America who want to come to Great yeah, Britain and yeah. various other parts of the world that want to come to Great Britain to do it on these cars that we can witness firsthand. We're very blessed at this moment in time for but that. But
5: then that's the difference now, isn't it? You know, you've know, you hit the nail on the head there. It used to be that British fighters wanted to go to America to earn the kind of money to get the kind of the respect that they deserve, but that's flipped now. The Americans want to come here. They want to fight on British shores. They know it's happening here right now. We're getting the big numbers. We're putting the most bums on seats in the UK. It's incredible how the sport has kind of shifted its momentum completely to the UK shores.
0: I, 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 again, you know, I remember seeing, being in Klitschko's camp when he was prepping for it, and all the sparring partners are there, and they were like, they're all of them from all over the world saying they want to come and box in the UK. That's where it's happening, from 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 Eastern Europe, from America, all over the world. They all want to come to the UK mm. because. Now the fight's happening. They've got. It's about opportunity. It's about doing. It's about you know. It's exciting. Is it because also we have about, that crossover appeal yeah. now?
4: Is it also about platform and how the fans appreciate fighters here? Like yes. you were mentioning before about America, you go up yeah. there and. You could walk down the street and nobody really knows who you are, even if you're the heavyweight champion of the world. But you couldn't do that here. No, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, look uh, at Deontay Wilder—the way he's been received in Belfast. tonight. Yes.
0: and that's that's what frustrated me when 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 uh, AJ was fighting last time and Wilder was saying I ain't coming. Up. I'm thinking, why, man? Because It'll you crazy walk, for you. You can walk down the streets in New York and people say, oh, Dion, one or two will come up and whatever, but they have going mad over here for you. And and again, you'll get the likes of of Tyson. I don't know. Uh, Thomas says is coming over next month. Yeah, he he's selling out places where people just want to sit and listen to him talk yeah. because they love this fight game it's got that crossover appeal he couldn't the reason why he's coming here to that because he can't do it in america yeah. yeah nobody they're not interested and you think you know what the fans and the titans said it a lot of the time the fans love us over there they get it you know and, and they appreciate it it's just we're, we're a different breed we're a comp and i'd say the best fighting city in the uk uh I'd say Manchester. <laughs> I'd say Manchester. I've been to I've been to fights all over the UK. Yeah. You go to Manchester fight night, your big fight. It's mad. It's absolutely crazy. I think
4: it's starting to filter though into other cities as well, right now, isn't it? I mean, we had, I mean you had a cracker in Newcastle recently with Louis yeah. Ritson doing his thing up there. Um obviously there's two cities in Scotland that are banging. Belfast is a tremendous city yeah. as well. Cardiff, we've been there. Birmingham, we're there in a couple of weeks for Amir Khan. Yeah. And obviously the other two arenas, there's something. It's, you you alluded to this on last week's show. The O2 Arena as a venue is kind of built for boxing. Forget your yeah. bloody Britney Spears. <laughs> Sling you up. Uh, this is, it's a built for boxing because it's got restaurants bars all in the same hub yeah. and then you've got an absolute cauldron of noise mm. waiting yeah. for it's, someone it's to just, go at it, it it's like a flashback to
5: the gladiator days that's what it feels like it's were you there well, I mean, hey, you've aged oh, yeah. well mate ah. you? you've done well to uh... <laughs> that's, why, that's why i was thinking it, it, it gets lost slightly at wembley it's amazing wembley just because of the sheer numbers of course mm. but i just think the, the o2 for me hits the nail on the head right now when the o2 is packed and it's rocking there's no place like it
4: mm. But regarding fight fans, I mean, let's be honest. When you when you do come to uh, Manchester, Johnny, we, we like a little bit of a go
0: in the seats ourselves, don't we? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we,
4: we get carried away. A bit <laughs> of
0: a go in the seats. <laughs> oh, but the other, thing, the other thing is, you can make a weekend of it. Now, I, I love yeah. going to London. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm I'm one of those guys that sit outside Buckingham Palace waiting for the curtains to twitch. I love going to London. But the, the thing is, when you go to some of these venues, you get there once it's once the event is over, unless you're going to stay at the old two, everybody scatters. Yeah. Manchester's just the right size for you to, 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 to make a weekend of the fight, get out, everybody's in the same place and they're talking fight time. It's a fight city. To me, it's, it's, it's buzzing. Yeah. Absolutely you buzzing. Are right. that, that's what's important. The
4: location of that venue, the arena, is absolutely bang on, isn't it? Yeah. Right yeah. at the edge of the bars, restaurants, just perfect for you, Johnny, to uh, dip into town don't afterwards. don't talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do stick with us. You are listening to Fight Night on TalkSport. There's lots to get through. I'm just having a quick look at the uh, Carl Frampton fight with uh, Luke Jackson. Uh, just concluding uh, the third round Carl on his toes, looking sharp, very, very uh, sharp early doors. Um, We will keep you up to date with it, though, as it does progress. You listen to Fight Night on Talk Sports. (laughs) And every single week on Fight Night, we induct something into the Hall of Fame. Um, one of us in the studio is in there. I can tell you that it's not me or Nick. <laughs> 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 uh, but there's other things that we put in there as well. It's not just fighters and fantastic records like Johnny has. Uh, we do put in various things that we love from fight sports, whether it be fans who go on these worldwide travels chasing Ricky Hatton around the planet, or it be uh, sensational fights, trilogies, or whatever it may be. We stick something in, and it's normally something that is uh, flagged up on this day in history uh, week by week. Uh, and you may have seen, gentlemen, on your social media timelines, various pictures of Anthony Joshua. Uh, and other Olympians uh, being popping up today uh, because it's on this day in history that they had a fantastic Olympic Games mm-hmm. at uh, London in 2012. And we did have a fantastic uh, Olympic Games. I noticed that it was on this day in history yesterday for Michael Conlan when he flipped the bird uh, sure. in 2016 <laughs> and had an absolute dismal life. dismal decision, changed his life, signed an American deal, and Bob's your uncle. Literally, Literally Bobby Bob is, is your uncle. There you go. <laughs> uh, you enjoy yourself, Michael. But I just thought, what I wanted to put in there is Olympians that then go on to achieve in the professional game. Because, let's be honest, it's two different sports. Two very different sports. We see great Olympians that don't necessarily cut it in the professional game. I don't want to slag off Audley. But it,
0: it didn't necessarily work for him, but it has worked for some. It's not very often you get a good amateur that makes a good pro. And if he makes a good pro, he's an outstanding pro. Uh, and and that's what usually happens. They just fall by the wayside. The amateurs suit certain fighters like Audley Harrison. Mm. But the pros, it's a long stretch, it's a marathon. So it's, And that's about mental strength as well as physical endurance. Yeah. Uh, so the amateurs, it, you, you can cheat your way through. It's like holding your breath. Yeah. You know, you, you can get you through. I was, I was a god. I had 13 amateur fights. And you were I, tremendous, weren't you? I won three. (laughs) You know what I mean. People, people think, how's that work out? And so that's why Mm. uh, certain fighters, once if they've got good pedigrees, amateurs, Mm. and they come through the ranks as professionals and they get to the top, they usually stay at the top for as long as they want. Oscar De La Hoya was one of them. Ali won it in light heavyweight. Uh, uh, Lance Lewis, you know, Anthony Joshua. You've got fighters that just manage to get through. You think, wow. You know, they'll stay there for a while, just winning a world title, not enough for them. They, they want more. Uh, and, and to me, it's, it's got two completely different games.
3: Uh,
4: my lesson with that and uh, Johnny's amateur record is that you better get him early, otherwise he's going to do you down the stretch. <laughs> 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 um, regarding amateurs and their pedigrees, I mean, yeah. we've seen... I know your favourite fighter on the planet is probably the, most, the greatest amateur of all time, but he's literally going on and maybe becoming the greatest professional of all time. Yep. Go on, you can name him. Vasily Lomachenko. Vasil Lomachenko. On, He's oh, absolutely son. outstanding. He? I just want to. I've got a couple of amateur records here that I want to share. Show how tough it is,
5: though. James the Gale was the first British boxer to win a gold medal and win a world title.
4: Yeah, and that, that's how tough it is. It's only just happened. Mm. Two guys have done it. Vasily Lomachenko, 397 amateur fights. He won 396 of them. Mm. He got beat once. He, went, he, he was that annoyed with that one defeat. He went back and beat the Geezer twice. That's right. Knocked him out once and punished him for the second time as well. That's right. uh, but we've had some fantastic ones as well. I mean, uh, Triple G, we are seeing him in action in a couple of weeks' time. 345 wins, only five losses at amateur. Rigon on Dow, Vemus uh, as well, 374 wins, 12 losses at amateur. Um... Manny Pacquiao 60 and 4 at amateur and then going on to doing what he was doing Pacquiao never won a gold medal oh, did he the Olympic Games alright slag like the lad off but he, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying he won 60 amateur fight. this is the amateur records I'm not saying that they go on to go and do fantastic things at amateur uh, uh, in the Olympics there's as we've
0: seen there's only a few fighters that are capable of doing that being yeah. being good amateurs and good pros I, I, you know and, and, and the difference is as I said it's like holding your breath uh, yeah. the, the difference is it's about confidence down the line. Yeah. Six, when, when you get in your second winner around, between round 6 and round 8, that's when most fighters to think, oh my god, I can't do this, I'm tired, I'm struggling and that's when the mental strength kicks in and then once you get used to that, you think ah, I'm here now, yeah. I'm comfortable mm. and so that that's just, that's just one of the tricks of the trade when you turn professional some guys, they've got, they can keep a fast pace up for 3 rounds for 4 rounds, now a lot of the amateurs are like mini pros because they've got the WSB you know, and, yeah. that, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's prepping them for the pro game mm.
4: yeah I like the way that you brought up. He didn't win a gold medal. Neither did Floyd. Neither did Floyd Mayweather. All right. I know he got a bit of a stinker, but you know, <laughs> neither did he. And he did all right, didn't he? He did all right.
5: Not too bad. <laughs> he
0: made a few bombs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He did all right. Mm.
5: It takes. It's. It's so difficult though, you see, because it's like fencing, isn't it? The amateur sport certainly. It's a point scoring it's game. It's a point scoring game. yeah you know, and I speak to so many novice pros now, and they say the same thing. I say, what well, you know, what's the transition like to the pro game and everything? You know, you're an elite amateur. You box for GB. Went to Olympic games. I was speaking to Sam Maxwell just last week about yeah. it. Who fought. Lomachenko twice in the amateurs and he said you know what the, the thing I'm finding most difficult at the moment is moving my feet Plant, you know, planting me shots right. He said, I'm, I'm, trying, the shot. I'm having to reinvent me game. He said, because when I was first started as an amateur, he said, I was super flamboyant. I used to drop me hands. He loved Naz, worship Naz, yeah. he said. But he said, once I got onto Team GB, it does not matter what style you had when you walked through the door, the style they had was to win medals. And that yeah. was upright, tall, yeah. long, throw straight shots. And he said, I'm, I'm trying to come away from that now. <laughs> I'm trying to go back to dropping me hands and throwing looping hooks and, mm. and doing things a little bit more dynamically. It's It's unusual. But some guys just can't transition back. They can't make that that step backwards. Anthony Fal at the moment looks like he's banging against the brick wall a little yeah. bit, trying to transition to this pro game.
4: Mm. It, it it like. And, and a lot of people who listen to our shows and hear us talk about amateurs, he was talk about pros, at the end of the day, they just hear the word boxing and think it's all the same thing. It it really, really isn't. It's it's very, very different styles, as you've just pointed out there. The amateur game's about a, really about a point scoring thing. Of course you see knockouts, but very rarely do you do that. Yeah. Whereas in the professional game, there's many one it's longer you're in there for a longer period yeah. of time and two there's many other ways of being able to win the fight rather than just outpoint somebody over three rounds
0: and you can you've got fighters that that might not be as uh, technically astute as you are but they're strong as oxers mm. and they'll walk you down and weigh you down and get pin you up against the ropes and just bang away and so and that's why it, the, the the professional game can be so different it can can be so It can be so hard. It's a lot harder uh, than the amateur game. As you say, the amateur game is, you know, tip and tap. It's about scoring points. That's why Team GB wouldn't want him to have his hand hand down thing. Get your hands up. This is what wins your medals. This is what wins your fight. This is what gets you the decision. Mm. Hit, 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 you're getting scored on points. And then when you turn pro, when you turn that style on, you know, character and and style and and that individuality, that's what gets you through, no Mm. matter what. It will always get you through.
4: How... Not envious because you had a fantastic career, but now with all the things that are going on in Sheffield, with the centre that we've got yeah. there that are breeding these this next generation of boys and girls that are coming through and winning all these medals and turning pro and being successful as well, is it, do you look at it and think to yourself,
0: I wish,
3: I
4: wish that were
0: about when I were a kid. Brendan Ingle used to say to me, the only thing you can't get punished for is is is, is jealousy, and I am so jealous <laughs> of what they have. <laughs> the, yes, I, I'd walk in, and thinking, oh my god, you guys have got it made. It's on your doorstep they do as your well, Food, mate. <laughs> they do your food for you, they check your weight for you. All you've got to do is have want. You've got to want to do it, yeah. and I walk in there, and I stand there, I'm like, I want to punch myself in the face. <laughs> and you look at you look at the opportunities they've got coming through the gill coming through there you, you cannot fail like, I can remember before uh, 2012 Olympics and we went inside there and I said we have no reason not to win a mm. hell of a lot of medals mm. here we have no reason whatsoever because everything that is there is given to us Again, you know, 2012 was a great year for us. And you can see what's happening, what we, what, what, what British boxing is churning out mm-hmm. because the facilities are there. And now, instead of thinking I've got to go to the States to be a top five, you think, I just have to stay here. Yeah. You know, you've, you've got the lights of Anthony Joshua come to Sheffield. but he's, he's got a little dig in, 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 in a, a rough area in Sheffield. He says, I'm happy. I'm all right with this. Away from the bright lights of London. Mm. A lot of them come up north because they want to you think all the facilities are there everything's there for them to train. I think I like it, but I'm so jealous. Mm.
4: It must be quite difficult. And I think you've had this conversation with uh, Anthony Fallon. I know he's doing extremely well with Dave uh, in that gym. But it must be difficult if you're used to that Mm. as an amateur and you're you're kind of being treated as a professional, really, aren't you? As uh, amateurs in this country, you're being treated as a professional. Then you decide, right, I'm going to go on turn pro now. You must be, like, I know Anthony's done it, but you must be thinking in the back of your head, can I, can I stay here? Yeah, well, he pretty much has. Stay, can still, I, yeah, yeah obviously down. Joshua has, but can, everybody else wants to be thinking, well, I want to stay here as well. Can I, can I stay and carry on doing my bits? Because like Johnny says, the facilities, sports science, everything's there for you. You just, rock, you just turn up. As long as you want to do it, you can do it. Yeah, of course, it's absolutely second to none. It's, it's the envy
5: of the world as well. And the crazy thing is, we mentioned his name earlier in the show. You were poking fun at him. But you can date every single thing. All of this, all this growth that we've had, all this success we've had, comes back to one man lift them a gold medal in Sydney, Audley Harrison. Mm. Changed everything mm. because suddenly boxing became, wait a minute, we can win medals in boxing? Okay, let's put some sports lottery funding into it then. And that's when we really seen a cash injection into amateur boxing. And it's gone from, obviously, Amir Khan then won a, won a silver medal and it's just grown and grown and grown. And it was all, d- Audley planted the seed, I'm telling you. And, and now, it's absolutely burning fruit. And I say, with the envy of the world, and we've kind of overtaken where Team USA used to be mm. 20 years ago mm. when they were pre- producing De Hoyer and Sugar Ray Leonard's and all these kind of people, we we, we wanted to know how they were doing it. Well, that, they were funding it; they were putting money in. Now, Team USA get no funding whatsoever, but we've got really good funding here, and that's why it's resulting in medals.
4: Are we just scratching the surface? Because we know people like Lawrence Sokolich, for example, were inspired by Anthony Joshua. Yeah. He picks up the gloves, goes in there, and now he's doing what he's doing. Success breeds success,
0: and now we understand what the formula is to get that success. So now it's about desire. How long do you want that success for? Uh, uh throw funding at it, give the guys the opportunity and, and the facilities to do it. There's no reason why we couldn't stay at the top of the tree and produce outstanding, outstanding champions and big fights. Mm. Anthony Joshua we're thinking is he one of a kind? I'm quite sure they could produce another Anthony Joshua. Uh, uh we've got guys come up, Joshua Buatse, uh a these guys mm. you look and you think wow brilliant um uh, uh I'd like to be I'd like to give katie taylor a massive show. Oh, she huge, doesn't benefit yeah, from those those fa- facilities but, but so. you've got to look and think what's going on here she's a completely different class mm-hmm. from most women mm. in boxing
4: mm, absolutely um interesting time so we're sticking that into our uh, hall of fame this week uh guys and girls have done extremely well at uh, the olympics the amateurs picked up various medals uh, up and down the, well all of the world really and then obviously gone on to do extremely well when it comes to the professional game. James DeGale, as you mentioned, right at the start there, the first one, British male to uh, win gold at the Olympics and then go on to win a world title. Uh, there's plenty more to come on the show. We are going to be catching up with Gareth A. Davis, who is in Belfast at this moment in time. I'm just keeping my eye across uh, the fight that Carl Frampton's involved absolutely with. with Luke Johnson. down in It is absolutely chucking it down at this moment in time. They are uh, just started the seventh round, so we'll try and get you a little bit of an update on that. Uh, in a moment or two we've got plenty more boxing talk as well to get through with myself Adam Catterall uh, Johnny Nelson and Nick
3: Pete. on DAP Digital Radio and 1089 and 1053 AM Fight Night with Adam Catterall on Talk Sport
4: Hope you're well you listened to Fight Night on Talk Sport we're into the final hour don't forget if you've missed any part of this show uh, so far this evening, you can get it uh, via iTunes and via the TalkSport website. The podcast will be available, all three hours of it, so you can get stuck into it. Tony you was with us a little earlier on. We've heard from Callum Johnson, Callum Smith. Uh, we've been keeping you up to date with everything that's been going on in the Tyson Fury fight. And currently, uh, Carl Frampton's in action against uh, Luke Jackson. And I'll tell you something, Johnny, I don't know if you've noticed this, right? But uh, Nicky's actually pretty good at predicting what is going to happen in the next round I don't know whether he's ahead on his stream there I don't know what's going on but he's very very good at it and I hope that uh, somebody somewhere maybe one of our sponsors can maybe invent an in in play uh, boxing bet you can see for the last three rounds that has
0: been looking for that left to the body well, he, and he, he's hit him with it a couple of times mm. before So he just mm. shot a body shot and I looked at the screen and I thought huh? it's just happened. what are you yeah, talking about yeah. he's ahead he's ahead mate he's for, uh... he,
4: his little thing over there is a little bit ahead of ours no question about it it's myself, Adam Catterall, Johnny Nelson, and Nick Peat with you through till midnight. We'll be speaking to Gareth a. Davis, who's at Bel- it was in Belfast watching this fight. We'll catch up with him in the next uh, 15 to 20 minutes or so, uh, so make sure you stick around. Uh, now, boys, I know that you're going to uh, roll your eyes at this. I know that you're going to turn your nose up, uh, but Rocky himself—that's right, not Rocky Fielding—actual Balboa. Okay, he's been Fly. he's been talking about potential fights that are coming up in the not too distant future, and he reckons we're going to get a rerun of something that we've seen before.
7: <laughs> it is both the curse and the blessing of boxing that his biggest events are maddeningly scarce. Too few, too far between. For years, boxing fans were bedeviled by the notion that this fight might never take place. And now, here they are. In early rounds, not always been a quick start. Hard right hand again by Mayweather. He's landed two clean right hand shots in the first round. Not Fuck.
4: there you go Rocky Balboa himself Sylvester Sloan genuinely believes that we're going to get a rerun what year is it? I
5: don't know mate Th- that time machine you mentioned mm. earlier have we, have we just been in it? <laughs> well the first,
4: the first one happened five years too late so God knows when this is happening. is it a Zimmer friend fight what's going to happen I don't know um, Sly genuinely believes that it will happen again Floyd Mayweather Manny Pacquiao I for one as a person that watches a lot of boxing I don't think I have any interest in it I don't think anybody in this room really has any interest in it uh, even though Nick um does admit that uh, if he sees a fight in a bus stop he will pull over <laughs> on the side of the road not to help out just to watch <laughs> we will watch anything but do we really want to see that no, again we definitely don't want to see it again though
5: because you know at the end of the day it's it, it'd be for, it'd obviously trying to be a pay-per-view event I just don't think there's any demand for it Johnny no. would anybody pay 20 I, I, I'm, I'm the, you know?
0: th- that's it and the thing is I'm one of these guys are uh, expecting or will be asking for they, they won't get it. No, chance. they won't get it. So, unless they're looking on a massive drop or they've got some, some kind of sponsor that'll say, yeah, we'll pay XYZ. I'd be very mm. surprised if I'm very very surprised
4: I like the fact um, that in the break you did throw at me Johnny and say um, what if uh, Steve Collins and Eubank or uh, Eubank and Ben went at it again would you watch it and I kind of turned my nose up and then you went you watch it wouldn't you then yeah okay <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a sick thing in the back of my head that goes go on then I'll have a look at that if someone, <laughs> if
5: someone rang me and said you won't believe who's just walked into Yeatsies at the bottom of your road and oh okay they're only going at it in the car park I'd be running down the street do I want to sit at home and And pay 20 pounds to see it? Of course, I don't. Not at all.
4: Not a second. Away. what if I got your freebie for ringside would you come well, you know, of course <laughs> <laughs> you know me you come and have a look um, Sly I hope you're wrong I hope they yeah. don't do it again um, I th- and I think that boxing kind of needs to move on a little bit now Absolutely. from that particular mm-hmm. here in the worldweight division we've got some serious killers in the worldweight division haven't we? we've got some brilliant fighters let's get them fighting yeah, each the, other the, rather the, than the old guys it's yeah,
0: fresh meat coming through and that's what I'm saying you, 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 they're probably trying to live off the, 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 the fame of the past mm. and, the, and the attention they had of the past they just not going to get it. Mm. They're just not going to get it. It'd be great to. It, 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 the idea is great, but in reality, can it be as good as he were last time? And that last time wasn't a great fight. Mm. Uh, so it's not. It's not going to be any better. Even Floyd Mayweather's last fight against uh, McGregor, you thought. You know what? He's, he's getting clipped a little bit. He's getting he's slipping a little bit. He looked great against McGregor, but you thought as a fighter. When he said, I'm done, I'm done. Because yeah. he knows. He, he knows, knows. He knows. So mm. I'd be very surprised if that happened.
4: Well, Manny's not done. Manny's still out and about. He holds <laughs> a version of a, a world title at this moment in time. There's loads of noise regarding maybe Amir Khan. I mean, they were talking Lomachenko. They're talking Terence Crawford. Stay away, Manny. Yeah. Yeah. Stay away, don't you? Just, Unless you're getting weighed in talk. for
5: some serious money, <laughs> stay away. It's absolutely crazy talk, you know. I think we bought into the fact that Manny's on this world tour and he was just going to try and make as much money as possible before he probably runs for the presidency.
4: Oh, yeah. Um, it costs a few quid to run for the presidency in well, the Philippines, my friend. Maybe that's what he's
5: thinking, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why he wants to get back in with Floyd. But I can't imagine for a second that Floyd Mayweather making these noises. It's got to be Team Manny. And it's only mm. because they got the win over Matisse. And, and to be honest, yeah, he did look like he turned back the clock. How he turned back the clock after the performances in the run-up to the Matisse fight, mm. we don't know. Mm. But they certainly didn't take place in America, so speculate where you like. But I don't know. I just think Manny now he needs to focus on his Presidential campaign is is life in the Philippines and Floyd's done with boxing. Why are we still having this conversation?
4: Well, listen, I was just sick of Rocky Balboa mentioned it, son, so I'm just bringing <laughs> it up. All right, I'm prepared to move on to the other 147s, the Yellow Fences in this world, and all there those we type got, of guys. The big fights again. Yeah. Right, okay. I'll tell you what we'll do then. We'll flip it and we'll go to Carl Frampton, shall we? Because I can see out the corner of my eye that he has got a uh, a victory there against Luke Jackson. Luke Jackson's corner did throw the towel in at the end because he was getting absolutely peppered, as I kind of predicted at the start of this. Uh, Carl Frampton. And put on a little bit of a clinic. He had him down in the round previous uh, to this. I think they stopped in the eighth. I think in the seventh he was down through a fantastic body shot, uh, and therefore the fight is now over. Call addressing uh, the crowd. And, and there is another fighter that his legacy is well and truly secured. First two weight. Um, world champion from uh, from Ireland. He's done it, He's done everything in the game. I've no doubt that in the back of his mind he wants that rubber match with Leo Santa Cruz to go for part three. Yep. It's one apiece in that. I think Absolutely. that's what he'll be chasing. Yep. Uh, but with that strap over his shoulder, which is an interim belt, he knows full well. He's a fighting man, he's called for He knows that he's not the full WBO world champion there. And he'll be having a think, maybe Oscar Valdez, Leo Santa Cruz, and then I'm done, would you say? Well, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Josh Warrington. You know he's
5: sitting ringside there mm-hmm. tonight as well. It wouldn't surprise me if that fight happened first because Warrington sells tickets now. You know there's been and he's a lot behind them. Yeah, great performance against Selby. He deserves a, f- a shot at those because they're the top three, aren't they? Frampton, you know Valdez and Santa Cruz. They're the top three guys. I think Warrington deserves a little shot at it. And I think right now, uh, you know, a Frampton, of course, I think. If he if he had his way, I think he would fight Santa Cruz next and then retire. I think mm. that's uh, that's like his, his his finishing fight. But he's got a little bit way to go. Yeah, he needs a, he needs a proper world title for mm. his shoulder really to get to the negotiating table. I
0: think Warrington's the the, the next one in line. I think that's why he's there. Yes, yeah. that's, that's the whole reason why he's there. Yeah, don't be surprised. And you know what? They might say we've got a date of X Y Z for this, and and uh, uh, it might uh, it might be in, in the mix with another fight that we didn't get the date for. But I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think Warrington's the next opponent. Well, he's in the sense. ring now, as we there can is. see. There they're they're there all having go. a little
4: bit of a chat there, back and forth. I've no doubt we'll get a little bit of noise on this in a minute. Uh, but both of these men are extremely well-supported. You can't buy the type of support that both of these guys have got. I mean, Carl, obviously a Belfast boy. They will travel, as we saw for the Leo Santa Cruz fights, to New York, to Las Vegas. They'll travel for him. The guys in Leeds absolutely adore Josh Warrington. We saw him come out in great force uh, for when he beat Lee Selby to become the IBF yeah. champion. It's going to be interesting if they do make this fight as to where it will be because yeah. you would you would automatically think that Frank when he puts this fight together one of them's got to be at home in order to mm. create the stadium effect or whatever, because I've no doubt it might go back to Ellen Road, it might go back to Windsor Park, It'll it'll be something like this, because it will sell, won't it? It will, but then, you know, you've got to wait for the timing of it, look at the weather there tonight, it's shocking, they can't do anything
5: again now until late spring at the earliest, you'd think, and if you're looking at Ellen Road, obviously it'd have to be outside the football season, so you're looking at late May, at the earliest again, Are they going to wait that long? Or maybe, you know, Johnny mentioned earlier, the MEN Arena in Manchester, mm. you know, I'll do a bit, of a bit of a battle of the M62. Frampton's based in Manchester now. Big support here. All the Leeds fans come down. I think that'd be a massive fight for December, January. Um, you know, I, I think when this... Prior to the Selby fight, I wouldn't have given Warrington much of a chance, but against Selby, he just showed us so much more to his game. Mm. He's so much more an accomplished boxer. He's a genuine world champion right now. I think this is a massive fight for British boxing.
4: Mm. And he seems... Ex- I mean, on that night against Lee Selby, Lee Selby quite... Well, he's uh, he's now moving up two weights, isn't he? Yeah. I still think there's a question over Josh Warrington. I really do. I think Carl Frampton's proved at uh, various weights where he's at. Josh Warrington... You can't take away hunger. You can't take away desire. That kid's 100% got that, and he's comfortable at this weight. Is he on the level of Carl Frampton? Listen... It's all about timing, isn't it? If Carl, t- t- if Carl Frampton's on the slide here,
0: at any 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 slighter slide, there's a chance he'll Timing could. is everything. I, I thought Selby had uh, beat Warrington. Yes, sir. And I'm a massive fan of Warrington. You know, the crowds that he creates, the, the buzz. He's a nice kid. I'm friends with him and his trainer, but I thought Selby would have his number. What he did to Selby, I thought, wow. Yeah. There's a lot more to this kid than than, than you Than, we than heart and desire. There was brains there, was yeah, there exactly. as well. Exactly. So uh, against Frampton again, let's not underestimate him because Selby did that and we, I did that. You know, let's not underestimate him. So this this fight... Johnny, I've spent
4: a career a underestimating fighters that consistently <laughs> proved me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what, have you not listened to this show, mate? That's what I do. <laughs> but you are right. I mean, the kid proved, proved a lot on that night in Ellen, yeah, yeah, Ellen Road, didn't he? Yeah, you?
0: exactly. And, and and there's not many fighters... There are fighters out there but there's not many fighters that put themselves in the position for a fight they don't think, they think they're going to win, especially on this level mm. because there's too many eyes on the prize, too many people are watching you. And another... British and Irish domestic exactly. clash. Huge, I mean,
3: we are huge.
4: spoiled for choice here, aren't we? Very rarely on this show do we have to really talk about America. I know there's a lot going on in America. There's some great fights, fighters from various parts of this world, but nine times out of ten, 90 percent of the show is talking about fights that are being made at world level with British and Irish fighters. Exactly. It's not it's not like we've got a we, we've got one world title
5: belt and there's four or five guys passing it between them. You know, these these guys are at the very top of the sport. They ranked, you know. Frampton's absolutely ranked uh, definitely in the top three Warrington certainly in the top five in this weight class genuine world champions it's amazing and again it comes back to the the golden age of British boxing and now we're really enjoying it right now and we're just spoiled for choice with the amount of massive fights that we can get I'm delighted that Warrington again is getting his moment there because for a long time it felt like Warrington wasn't going to be able to break through Mm. because Selby and Frampton seemed to be on their own collision course and then they were looking to America both of them Mm. and you're worried whether Warrington it was purely down to the fact that he's got this huge support that they went, you know what? Let's give him a chance. Let's let's give him this opportunity. Let's give him this Ellen Road date and see what happens. Mm. And he completely and utterly lived up to the moment. And now he's now he gets the chance to to square off against Frampton tonight in Belfast as well. He deserves it. Mm. And w- hopefully that that means the fight's going to be made.
4: Uh, and as soon as I say that uh, we only really talk about British and Irish fighters, they then run a promotion on my TV screen for like uh, Canelo versus Triple G. <laughs> it looks so
0: good, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Canelo. It does.
4: We'll probably talk about that in a minute because he's absolutely <laughs> tremendous. September fifteenth, it should. Be an absolute classic hopefully we're going to catch up with Gareth A. Davis who's in Belfast he'll be able to keep us up to date with everything that was said in the ring there between Carl Frampton and Josh Warrington don't go anywhere you're listening to Talk Sport uh, you're listening to Fight Night on Talk Sport with me Adam Catterall Johnny Nelson And Nick Pete, and as soon as the break hit there, we were straight on our social media timelines (laughs) just to get a little bit more of a clarification uh, as to what we've just uh, been watching with the sound down in the studio. Uh, It's looking like, gentlemen, uh, that Warrington Frampton is on. That will be the next fight. And by the looks of it, even though we don't have a date confirmed or a venue confirmed, Warrington, I know he's the champ, but he's announced first, and if I'm uh, going to use my football head, I class him as the home fighter. So we might be going Good back show. to Leeds. Might be going back to your neck oh, of the woods, over to Yorkshire.
0: It's a right buzz. It's a. It's a right buzz. It's a right buzz. It's crazy there. When there's a, when there's a fight there, especially when Joshua Andrews is on, it's absolutely bonkers. Mm. It's just it's such a great atmosphere. Uh, I think it would be spot on.
4: Uh, the thing is as well, Nick, um, Frampton's fans travel, so I yeah. think it, I think it's I think it's. A good thing that Frampton is uh, not the away fighter, but he he's probably the one that will take more away from home, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. And
5: listen, Warrington deserves to be the home fighter. You know, it was incredible the Ellen Road and he's the champ. Why yeah. should the champ have to travel? So, it's. Uh, I just want it to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be interested to see when it is, though, because if it is Ellen Road again, as I say, the football season's in full swing and, and we're about to head into autumn, obviously, autumn, winter. So, maybe we're going to have to wait until late spring for that one.
4: Okay. Uh, well, Gareth Air Davis has been at uh, in Belfast this evening. He's been ringside for everything that has happened. You can hear... Uh, uh, his dulcet tones now and i've no doubt he's maybe just shook off his poncho to protect those long <laughs> locks because it has been a very wet night in belfast gareth
1: yeah good evening gents. so uh, a great night here people streaming home very happy there they're adore the adoring public for, for carl Frampton, delighted with his pretty much perfect performance tonight um and, and obviously the perfect storm with josh warrington stepping into the ring saying that he really respects carl but he wants the opportunity to put the record straight that he is the best featherweight in the world and gets to the number one spot. And I think, I think I agree with you. I was just listening to you. I think it is likely in Leeds. But you know what? These fans are so great here. I mm. think they will travel to Leeds uh, for him. I thought Frampton looked back to his very best tonight. Yes. Incredibly mm. patient, that meticulous counterpuncher. He picked all his punches brilliantly and it was the perfect finish.
4: I thought it was a terrific performance by Frampton. No, it was. And we've kind of uh, spoke about this on the show previously, haven't we, Gareth, where we think, where is Carl Frampton at this moment in time? He didn't look happy 18 months ago with boxing, talking about retirement, talking about packing it in. He moves Jim, goes up north, gets a new lease of life out of uh, Jamie Moore, has um, a fantastic fight against Anita Denair. and then tonight against an opponent that... Let's be honest. His levels below him. He could have lowered his level to kind of compensate for that, but he didn't. He absolutely put on a clinic, and when the time was right, he took him out. He was he was world class this evening.
1: Yes, he was. The word is clinic. You're right. And and you know what he did was he he, he kept his composure tonight on his dream night. He has dreamt of this since he was a little boy of of representing his people in his hometown in this huge venue. Um, and you know. <laughs> He did it in the rain. Um, people, no one left. Um, it, was a, it was an amazing atmosphere through the whole evening. It built slowly and it built slowly. We had Sweet Caroline. We had um, Sweet Home Alabama, of course, for Tyson Fury <laughs> coming out. Um, a, a, a kind of nod there to Deontay Wilder, who's, who's made some waves here this week, of course. Look, there's a, there's a lot of brewing going on here tonight. And I think we'll, we'll have a lot of announcements over the next couple of weeks, of where all these guys are going tonight. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Paddy Barnes couldn't live with Christopher Rosales. It was too, it was too difficult for him. It was too difficult to. to it was too difficult to, uh, to to live with Rosales. I think he's going to be a great champion at flyweight. Barnes is going to have to think again. He matched him for three rounds, and then he was put away with a terrible body shot for him in the fourth round. And and also, by the way, he was taken from ringside during Frampton's fight because he wasn't well and given treatment inside the stadium. I don't know if he's gone to hospital, but he mm. clearly wasn't well afterwards. Mm. Um, and then, uh, you know, and obviously, um, you know, the appetizer for Frampton was the big man himself. 18 stone, 6 pounds now, the 6 foot 9 giant from Lancashire from the uh, the Romanical race, the, the traveller Tyson Fury, um, who I think did the three things tonight that he needed to do, which was He won. He got rounds in the bag. And he stayed focused. Apart from the fifth round, I thought he stayed very focused in this fight. He listened to his corner. He always worries you when he fights for some reason. He's not a knockout merchant. He's a boxer. I still think that the hand speed of Deontay Wilder is going to be very, very dangerous for him. But Frank Warren confirmed it's on. The two men went face-to-face in the ring and they threatened to knock each other out in America later on in the year. We've got it all to play for. Have you had uh,
4: an opportunity to speak uh, to Deontay at any point this week? Because you've got to uh, commend him and his team. They're over here and uh, and making this fight happen. And obviously, I know that you've spoken to Tyson Fury. He's the man that stepped up in order to uh, uh, to call out uh, the champ and step up to the plate.
1: Yeah, I mean... I've I I tried to speak to Deontay Wilder about the Nando gate um, (laughs) uh, uh, last night with with Billy Joe Saunders. And, of course, there's a video out there. The two have made up. They made up in the bowels of the stadium today. Uh, Billy Joe Saunders apologized. They shook hands, had a little man hug. And uh, thankfully, that's been put to rest, um, the comments that were made. But Deontay Wilder did the right thing coming here. It really showed the fact that he did the wrong thing by not coming to Anthony Joshua versus Mm, uh, uh, Joseph Parker, because I think he would have forced that fight if he'd stepped into the ring in Cardiff that night and Mm. gone nose-to-nose, because it would have lit a fire under Joshua, and he would have said, I cannot back down from this guy now. We've got three undefeated heavyweight champions of the world. It was interesting that Tyson Fury was announced as a lineal heavyweight champion. Good PR there. Mm. Um, Tyson Fury has had great PR this, this week and leading into this contest. Um, the only thing he didn't do for me, Tyson Fury, was get a finish. Then it would have been the perfect script. I don't think he's ready. My view is he's not ready for Deontay Wilds. I think it's a very dangerous fight. There were times when Fury threw a right hook at one point and really fell in, and that's unlike him. Um, but Deontay Wilder played it perfectly while he was here. And uh, let's hope they do announce that fight now in the next few weeks because it will be um, a terrific contest. And the fans will travel. God, it's an exciting time in the boxing heavyweight division right now.
4: No, absolutely. And we were discussing this a little bit earlier on in the show when we when we saw obviously Wilder in the in the ring there with uh, with Tyson Fury. And and all that we've been talking about this for such a long period of time. I mean, you remember this, Gareth, when he became the champion originally at Tyson Fury. The first fight that he went to was that Deontay Wilder clash. He was in the ring and they were nose to nose then, and that was 2015. And we were getting excited about the opportunity of that fight. Now, it's just good to see all the fighters that we've been speaking about, Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, it's just good to see now the ball starts to roll. We're going to start to see these guys fight each other.
1: Yeah, we haven't had this situation in the heavyweight division for two and a half decades. It's got to play out. We need an undisputed champion. The world wants to see it. Certainly the boxing fans want to see it. And these are fights that will cross over into the
0: mainstream.
1: You know, I mean... I've been on some very adult shows today. Uh, uh, not have just you? Ours,
0: but Have you? <laughs> what have kids. you been doing? <laughs> Gareth, you walked <watch laughs> straight, in, on, you watch straight well, that into that I one. Oh, that my goodness. goodness. Hey!
1: <laughs> but you know, but, but the Tyson, uh, Tyson Fury, uh, entertainer that he is, um, miscreant that he is at times, he generates interest and he's ignited the division again. And, and the fact that Wilder was prepared to come over here, he, he, he wants to fight him. I, I do think that it will, you know, there's no question Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn will have been watching this tonight, and they know that they have to get their moves right now because in some ways um, Tyson Fury's stolen Anthony Joshua's thunder. Um, Joshua's a very, very popular fighter. He's got to sell out Wembley uh, Wembley Stadium in September, and he's got to deliver. Um, So, you know, it's over to him now. The, the, The ball's been knocked into his court, and everything that, that needed to happen here tonight did. Um, as I say, I mean, I don't I'd love to get your views on, on I had, I didn't hear the show, so I was working but I'd love to hear your views on how you felt Tyson Fury um, went and performed tonight, particularly Johnny. I mean, did you see better things from him tonight, Johnny? I
0: saw better things in this fight than I did in the fight before. I, I saw fitness, I saw speed looked in good condition he uh, could only deal with what was in, what was in front of him. It doesn't give us a massive indication of, of, of how his fight would be against Wiley because he could put, fight a completely different fight. But then again, we thought that before he bought Klitschko. How many people thought he'd pull it off? So he, he just adjusted and adapted his style and what he had and his intent uh, for Klitschko. And I think he'll do the same again for, for Wiley because he knows that's that's, that's 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 it. You know, that's a, that's a big fight. That's what he's chasing for. Hey there, Gareth.
4: I'd say something. It looks like uh, Gareth's fan club have managed to uh, get their hands on him because you could hear him in the background. <laughs> whatever, get mobbed. Have, have you ever been <laughs> to a fight with Gareth?
0: Yeah, yeah. He's, when he starts talking about watching a adult, adult uh, channel, I was just going to yeah. say maybe that was the <laughs> maybe eventually. that's what it is. Someone <laughs> from Babe Station
5: just dragged them away. <laughs> are, you, are you back, Gareth?
1: I was diving for cover because people wanted selfies. Yes, I, like, I got into a room where you couldn't hear me. But we they, thought you they, went, they, went
4: they, off to Babe Station. That's where we thought you got gone, <laughs> mate.
1: Oh. <laughs> I don't oh, no, I shouldn't have said
3: that. I didn't mean that.
4: Yeah, you did.
1: Yeah, you did. We know you did.
4: Go on. <laughs> as, uh, as you were going to respond to Johnny, what were you going to say, buddy?
1: Well, I just think that, I, I, I just think that, um, you know, wouldn't it be, what an incredible story. I think when someone, people love a comeback story and I think, you know, that's how he's really resonating with people at the moment that, that they, could, they can see, they can smell, they can touch the fact that he is, he's is a, he a people person. You know, all this week he was out in the crowds. He loves being out in the crowds and I think people are starting to think, do you know what? They're just starting to believe that, could this guy actually go in there and outbox Deontay Wilder for 10, 12 rounds and, and take the, bring the belt back to the UK, and then could he do the same to Anthony Joshua? If he really did do that, you know, what a story. <laughs> One of the great stories of the heavyweight division of all time. If he could win his next two fights and claim all four belts, my God, it would be incredible. I still think he's up against it, against Deontay Wilder. I think it's the toughest fight in the division for any heavyweight right now. But you know what? He's up for it. He's got to do loads of sparring, and um, he's just got to get himself mentally into the place where he... He knows he can outbox and keep Deontay Wilder at arm's length.
4: The beautiful thing about it, Gareth, as we were discussing a little earlier on in the show, is that we are now having legitimate debates in the heavyweight division. We're not talking about guys that are just going to come and roll over anymore. This is a, a legitimate chat. Can Tyson Fury negate the power of Deontay Wilder? And that conversation will dominate heavyweight headlines now until we see the ring walk.
1: Exactly. And, and you know, there's something... To work off now, when we all go back and we watch the fight back and we see what he's doing wrong and what he's doing right, he showed agility, he showed hand speed, he showed adeptness and adroitness in the ring, he showed defensive nous. I, I, I thought at times, I, I thought he stayed in the, uh, on the ropes in the corner too much. When he was in the centre of the ring, Pianetta couldn't live with him. And look, Pianetta ain't Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder's going to produce marauding attacks that dangerous right hand that can take anyone out. What we're going to see when they fight, rather like we did against Klitschko in many ways, where he defied the odds, he defied being the underdog, and he slowly and surely took the fight away from Vladimir Klitschko. That's the kind of fight that he's going to have to fight against Deontay Wilder.
4: Listen, stay safe in Belfast. I know what they like. I know that when they see you, you can end up in all sorts of trouble. I don't mm-hmm. want to see you in Nando's throwing chicken at somebody tomorrow morning. All
1: right? Listen, I, I don't mind doing that, throwing mm. chicken around, but as long as I don't end up on babe station, yes. I'm happy. <laughs> Absolutely, especially <laughs> especially
4: with chicken as well. All right, that could be a whole mess. Is that here Yeah, exactly, my friend. Uh, listen, we'll speak again in the uh, in the week or so. Have a wonderful Lovely. evening. Take care, buddy. Uh, Gents, Gareth o. Davis in Belfast. There, he's been ringside for uh, Tyson Fury against Pianetta and Carl Frampton putting on an absolute clinic against Luke Jackson. Sensational stuff. There's a couple of fights uh, that have been made off the back of that to talk about. Do stick with us. You're listening to Fight Night on talk Sports.
5: All oh, for the winner, the fighting pride of Manchester,
7: Anthony, million dollar. Campbell's got to fight with Jovan Mender. And listen, if if me and Luke could meet for a WBC title, I've got a high ranking with, great.
6: And uh, referee Jeff Hines has stepped in and waved this one over, feeling that there was too much being landed on James, who
7: doesn't really complain. I'm highly ranked with the WBA as well. I'm not sure what's... I was with Jorge Linares a few weeks back. He was talking about having one more fight. Back comes Linares and a beautiful right hand. floors Campbell in the second round. Those names who've been mentioned, the other champions. Whoever whoever can get a title shot against, I'll happily fight.
4: Here in the dulcet tones of uh, Anthony Crawler, who right at this moment in time will probably be on a dance floor somewhere uh, (laughs) with his uh, his new wife. Uh, Congratulations uh, to Anthony and Fran married today. I mean, it's about time, mate. You know what I mean? You took your time. Uh, But but the job is now done. Um, Now, earlier on this week, Gareth A. Davis did catch up uh, with Anthony Crawler uh, and had a little bit of a chat with him in Bolton at the gym um, regarding why he'd been out of the ring since March.
7: That's what stopped me, I think, fighting late summer. Um, Obviously, the old injury, the well-documented injury that I had and um, with uh, the fracture skull of my ankle. It was my ankle. I've got screws and uh, plates in there. And what happened was, I'm guessing it was just the only thing, the only sort of conclusion we can come up with is sort of cabin pressure when I've been flying That's oh, really? caused my ankle to swell. Mm. It's knocked a few of the screws loose, so then my, my ankle blew massively. All those private massively. jets, yeah. I wish, I wish, yeah. <laughs> Economy, easyJet, and Ryanair. That's those. Uh, so you've
3: you you went for the cheap flight, and then you've gone for the cheap flight, but it's cost you in the ankle department. Yes. Now in the backgrounds some fights were talked about being made i mean yes. there was even a whisper about you and vasil lomachenko um uh, did that get you excited it's not happening but uh, did that get you excited of
7: course i think when when it come out it was just like it's pretty well documented that lomachenko would like to fight in england and the commentator be even me or luke campbell who you think would get the fight and basically as it was is of course i'd love to share the ring with him mm-hmm. it's great i'd love that but um that's how it was. Obviously, you leave yourself open for a lot of stick off people, but I don't think they really got it, but anyone who knows boxing knew what I meant. Um, but as, as for other fights, I'm, honestly, Gareth, I just I fight whoever gets me in the best position to fight for a world title. I'm highly ranked with a few of the governing bodies, and um, that like the titles sort of have been tied up, and we'll see what happens now, but there's, there's some big fights out there to be made.
3: I'm What's your top three then, top three or four? Because um, I mean, you know, I imagine you've probably got, well, I, I can say you've got three, four fights left. You might go on till your late 30s, cool. I don't know with you. Nah, you might well do, you don't is. know.
7: Honestly, I've never, throughout my career, I've never said, oh, I want this fight or I want that fight. But whoever has got world titles at the time, there's always a lot of talk domestically there about me and Luke fighting me and Luke That's Campbell. Luke Campbell, of course, yes. yeah. Uh, Luke's got, Luke Campbell's got a fight with your and listen, if, if me and Luke could meet for a WBC title, I've got a high ranking with, great um, down the line.
3: Vegas is on the, yes. on the radar for you
7: as well, isn't it? That's talk. I'm highly ranked with the WBA as well. I'm not sure what's. I was with Jorge Linares a few weeks back. He was talking about having one more fight. Like a trilogy in the street. Maybe. <laughs> or are we just having a bit more? of lunch? I might have won one. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we, um, we did get a bit of lunch, actually. We a bit of. Um, where was and that at the night? It was over in Las Vegas when yeah. Liam Smith uh, was boxing the other week
3: at the Hard Rock casino, yes, yes. At the
7: Hard Rock, but I met Jorge and his missus, and we went for food. And his, his trainer, his new trainer, as yeah. well. And um, we went for food with one of the lads from the gym, Sam. Did I, he pay nice Japanese? He did, yeah. There but you go, after he beat me twice. I think uh, the <laughs> crawler one and two money, the crawler one and two money paid
3: for it. <laughs> but you'd like a trilogy with him as well,
7: yeah. Oh, listen, I, whoever um. Whoever, if Yogi, a got a belt, yeah, yeah, whoever's yeah. got a belt and yeah whoever's got a belt and you know i'm not delude you know deluded the first fight was a close fight the right man won second fight he beat me well i'm not gonna you know suggest all i deserve any kind of trilogy but if i get myself in position to fight for another world title and yorge's world champion I'd, I'd happily fight him so that's it really like those those names um who've been mentioned the other champions whoever whoever can get a title shot against i'll happily fight
4: Uh, Anthony Crawler catching up with Gareth A. Davis a little earlier on this week in Bolton. Uh, And you can't help but not like Anthony Crawler. He's just a
0: damn nice isn't he? kid. I, uh, I was at a show with him once, and all the some of his gym mates said how they take the mic out of him. He always says, "All right, mate." Always says, "Mate," no matter what. Yeah, does, all right, yeah. Mate. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's all they kept saying, "All right, mate," "All right, mate," and he, he just kept laughing. He just, but he's he's funny. Such a nice, down to earth kid.
4: No, he is, and you wouldn't begrudge him getting another shot. I know there will be people listening uh, mm-hmm. to this. He's had his time. Maybe people's attitude. He's done what he needed to do, and there's other people uh, in the queue. But one thing that Anthony Crawler will always do is sell a ticket and therefore if you can sell a ticket and pull a crowd like that yeah. you've got a chance in order of getting a voluntary situation not necessarily a mandatory situation but some champion might go I'll go to Manchester and fight him I reckon make I could do it, and I'll make I've a few caught, quid out it's a him.
0: great position to be in I know it's mad if you're not champion to re- because Faisal think form world champion it doesn't look like he's unbeatable. i love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's just, it makes good, it makes good sense. And it'd be, a, it'd, be it'd be somebody's voluntary defense yeah, of course. to say, yeah, I'll take this one. But it's, it'd always be it, 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 you listen they'd only take it if they thought you know do at least 60% sure we him mm.
4: again I'm bringing this back now Nick to domestic dust ups because mm-hmm. there's some decent lightweights here in this uh, UK of ours
5: there is but then you know I think we're the stage oh, is in his career now. are you going
4: to pour water all over it now I just
5: think the stage Anthony is in his career now you know does he really want to be putting his world ranking on the line against someone like a Lewis Ritson who just looks like a bit of a, an absolute monster right now or, mm. or a Luke Campbell you know obviously Luke Campbell the Luke Campbell fight makes perfect sense they both, you know, right on the edge of it right now, but um, I think Luke fancies Mendy to be a final eliminator for another world title mm. shot anyway. And mm. I, I've got to be honest, I think the world champions right now around this weight division, you know, you're, they're all of a lot. yeah, Lomachenko's, of course, and even Robert Easter Junior. These, these mm. are big guys who, who throw a lot of shots so, and send so shots. So as where well.
4: does Anthony Crolla go then? Because he'll have ambitions of wanting to get into that pack, won't he? Of course.
5: I don't know, it's a tough one right now with Anthony, you know. I feel like he's had his moments, hasn't he? We were there at the MEM when he, won, when he beat Barroso and won the world title. It was magnificent, and then we had the two fights with Linares, and again, the atmosphere was amazing. I, I feel like he's in a very similar position, but he's, he's a lot stronger. It's like Terry Flanagan. Terry Flanagan kind of had nowhere to go, so it was like, okay, well, I'll go into the World Boxing Super Series, put it all on the line, I'll just kind of see where the chips fall and, mm-hmm. and try and push my career that way. Antony Kroll hasn't got to do that because he can fill the Manchester Arena just by his own name but you're right he's waiting for the phone to ring isn't he that's what you feel with him now he's waiting for someone to go you know what I can go over to the UK make a load of money that's where it's all happening right now and this guy's the perfect opponent mm. But do we want to see him in against with, with, with a Linares or a Mikey Garcia? I, I love Anthony Crawler. No, same. I, he's an absolute diamond. And 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 I would the last not thing, want to see
4: that. No, the last thing we want is one of those changing the guard fights that you mentioned before, Johnny, regarding Anthony Crawler being the, the lamb that is slaughtered yeah. by, for example, someone like a Lewis Ritson. That yep. changing the guard. Because Lewis Ritson is no joke at this moment in time. We're all dead excited about him. I, I imagine in the studio that he could go on to go and do some tremendous things um, in this uh, particular division. It'd be interesting to see how quickly Lewis Ritson now moves, because he seems yeah. to be mowing everybody down at British and domestic level, doesn't yeah, he?
0: Yeah, and if I, if I was Crawler, I'd be smart enough to think, you know what, the, the question might be there, I just don't want to give him the answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so therefore, I, I, I'm going to no, look No, I at didn't see your
4: WhatsApp. I didn't see it. Yeah, but you've got... Bl- I've seen your blue ticks there, Anthony. You've definitely seen it, because of the blue tick. No, no, it weren't me, man. <laughs> <laughs> My kid must have picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, and, and so, I, I just think it's it's... He's got to be smart in, in, in regards to that. And if he's sat there waiting for the phone to ring, what he's got to do is make sure he's, he's in the gym because they'll not give him... He'll not be in that great position no. to say, right... We'll give you he, 12 weeks, yeah. yeah. we'll give you 12... You've got six weeks, it's there, good money. He'll be thinking, I'll take that. Then he'll be kicking himself because he'll think, well, I can put up a bet performance. if I had the right amount of, uh, of, 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 of notice. Yeah. So he's got to be smart in what he's doing. And, and what he said, I just... I, I kind of agree, I just think... Uh, he, he could easily walk away from the game but mm. the thing is the game's still in him in mm. a big way he's mm. got a lot of fight left in him so um, that's the hardest thing this game's a drug you can't walk away from it easy it, it, it you don't leave it it leaves you mm. yep. that's the problem
4: well you have not that's why you're there every week mate watching him I, I see you throwing punches at the side of the <laughs> ring I'm thinking that you're punch gonna get myself. <laughs> punch myself punch myself uh, do stick with us. Uh, just before we finish the show, we are just going to flick tack for around about five minutes and just go into a little bit of mixed martial arts. There's a bit going on uh, ahead of a fantastic uh, September regarding British fighters in big world title fights, uh, one of which, of course, British and Irish fighters. That is uh, one, of course, being uh, Conor McGregor. We'll talk about that next. And then we'll give you a little bit of a recap of what has happened in Ireland tonight, uh, in Belfast, Ireland, where uh, Carl Frampton put on a bit of a clinic and a couple of big fights have been made. Do stick with us. You're listening to Talk Talk Sports. <laughs> You listen to Fight Night on Talksport. Myself, Adam Catterall, Johnny Nelson, and Nick Pete. We've only got a few moments left. If you've missed any part of this show, by the way, um, please download the podcast. It'll be available on the Talksport website and via iTunes as well. Just uh, search out Fight Night uh, from Talksport. Should be all there for you. Tony Bell, you was on the show a little bit earlier on. Gareth a. Davis has been live from Belfast. Has been keeping you up to date with everything that went on uh, in the Fury fight and the and the. Uh, uh, Frampton fight. I'll give you more of an update on that in a moment or two. Do stick with us. I just want to quickly talk about a little bit of mixed martial arts. Johnny, you being a boxing man, does the name Conor McGregor get you anywhere, shape or form excited to watch him in an octagon when he does fight?
0: I actually yes, because he is he is he is. Unless you're into into mixed martial arts, you know he's a he's a god. Now he shone the the world's light on that on that sport. Because of, of of the things he's said, the things yeah. he's done, so he's the, transcended it enough yes. for you to yes. bring so you in. That's what I'm saying. It's characters. Characters are a wand. Yeah, they might not be the best in talent, but if you've got character, you will, you will, you will be head and shoulders above the rest. I'll definitely be involved. I'll right. definitely be involved in watching Conor McGregor. I like him. I like. Well,
4: you'll be in the states anyway, mate. Because you'll be out there watching uh, Callum and of Better if it's on the same night. So two hours yeah. after that, when you finish, when you you're in the bar having a little bit of a and a strip. Yeah. yeah uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. in there. <laughs> Find a bar watch a
0: little bit of Conor McGregor yeah, there you I, go I, I, think, I think Conor he's, 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 uh, he's played a blinder mm. and hey, remember, just imagine where he was 10 years, 10 years ago and look what he's done now And so Plumbing. For, it's even
5: that, bl- it's, it's 5 years ago
0: he was on the dollar 5, ago, ago, five John. years ago 5 years
5: ago now he's got 100 sport. million in the bank for him last wife right,
0: he? <laughs> he's, he's got paid most, more than every fighter that, that for his first yeah. professional boxing fight. It's zero on one. It's and, zero on one. And and, and, and remember I remember zero on one. I remember. Around the same time you had uh, um uh uh Triple G yeah. and Canelo fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Viewing figures. Yes. For his fight against Mayweather, blasted that out yeah, of the water. That's, that's it. it.
5: That's it. Crazy, no, it's, it? It's,
0: it's it's what you're saying. You talked about it, it. Is, it early is
5: early in the show tonight, though, Johnny. You mentioned the fact about guys being motivated, motivated by a big shock in their lives, if someone passes away, yeah. or grief or anything. And you, but you also mentioned it's the guys that haven't got no effect but are still motivated, like Mayweather, with all that money. How are they still motivated to be to be at the top? Conor McGregor, surely, because he's coming back to fight for his old belt, but yeah. against the guy that's undefeated, that nobody wants to fight. Everyone's terrified of this nigga. Uh, Never yeah, yeah. well, say, say Go with Khabib.
4: Go with Khabib. Khabib,
5: <laughs> Khabib, yeah. And so, where's, where's this? Like, what's the drive in Conor a like hundred million in the because,
0: bank. Because all right, then when when you've not got money, your drive is money. Your drive is security. Your drive is is being safe and financially stable. Once you've got that, you can only drive so many cars, sleep in so many beds, go on so many holidays, whatever. Then you think I want something else now. I want I want that I want that drive again now. So the things that are probably is it similar like, to what Tony said earlier on, like legacy. Yeah, legacy, legacy stuff. So the things that drive you and I, where you want domestic security, mm. are no longer though. That that's not that's not his drive. His drive is you know what I want to There's it a bit of a ego. There's a bit of Ego's ego. Ego's there with that. Mm. You need ego in this game, mm. yeah. and that's what it is. That's what gets them through. And can it is. Can you train just as hard though when you're getting off silk sheets now? Uh, you can depend on what kind of character you are because <laughs> I remember being a sparring partner, being with my sparring partners, and they get out the get out the gym, and and they get in a stretch limousine with the with a wife and a little poodle, and I'm walking to a dirty little bed. So I'm thinking, that's not right, man. I'm the so champ. Hard. What's going on? The, no, no, they were the champion. All oh, right. You know right, what I mean? So right, I sorry. thought, there you are. That's that's complacency for you. I'm your sparring. You're paying paying to beat me yeah, up, yeah, and yeah. I'm beating you up. That's your problem, right. And mm. you could see the slip of certain individuals once they had that comfort, those nice slippers on, and they just struggled to to have that drive. Mm. Marvin Hagler used to take himself back down to the gutter in in Boston and, yeah, and put himself in a little 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 uh, apartment yeah. to train for a fight. Well, even, even, even AJ it, now, AJ's doing <laughs> it as well. Yeah. Mm. So, so some guys they need to find that way to say, right, stay humble, keep away from all mm. that stuff that the trappings, and enjoy it when it's when you're not fighting.
4: Mm. Speaking of nice slippers, have you seen his rascals? Oh my! Dad. <laughs> Honestly, he sent me a picture the other day wearing these slippers and they were sheepskin. They had everything on them, didn't they, mate? They had everything on them. Your feet are well looked after. Always look after the feet. You're not getting up at 5am for a run, are you? No chance. Absolutely no chance. But on McGregor, you've got to admire the man's drive. Hundred million pound rich. Yeah. yeah, it's all in the bank. It's all taken care of. He's driving around. He's he's got yachts. He's got multiple houses, multiple cars. His family's taken care. He's of had fun for life. He's been
0: yeah. out for a while. He's had fun. Absolutely. Now the fun, He's he's sick of fun, having fun. That he wants to fight. Yep. That's why he's here. Mm. He's the foot. He's, he's, he's But as well as that, as well as that, right? He's
4: coming back as as Nick just said. He's fighting the most dangerous guy in his division. The guy's mm. never been beaten. He's an absolute animal. He could have taken a nice little easy one. People will still pay for Conor McGregor. Yeah. He's not
0: doing. But he's he's taking mo- on the most difficult fight he can. But he's a multimillionaire now, so his ego will match his bank balance. Yep. And he'll believe he's a god. He'll believe, you know, I, I can do this. I'm you know, I believe in things that probably you and I think are ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what it helps, that's what it does.
4: Nick, we've been here before. Are you backing against him?
0: No, absolutely
4: no
5: no chance one I think Khabib is a little bit made for Connor as well because the way he rushes in he'll rush into a left hand but uh, you can't you can't deny what Connor McGregor's achieved in those five years you know he's he's believed it He's dreamt about it. I, I thought you were going to give us some type it. of secret
4: quote there. I thought no, you were gonna no, go for I stayed it away
5: from there, stayed away from it. But, you know, he's the one that manifested this. He's made it happen. Yeah. And uh, he's beaten guys with, you know, when he won the title first time around, he beat a guy that was undefeated in 10 years. That was a complete legend of the sport. And Jose Aldo and he put him to sleep in 13 seconds. So you cannot deny what Conor McGregor can do with his two fists inside the octagon.
4: Mm. And obviously we've got another uh, British fighter in action on uh, September the 8th. I thought I'd bring it up. My neck it, of the woods. Well, as soon as you're a scouser and he's a scouser, yeah, this is a fantastic opportunity for Darren Till taking on uh, Tyron Woodley in the welterweight division. Yeah. Uh, he's up sticks now, hasn't he? He's going to go and live in Vegas, has he not? He left for Vegas this week, yeah. He left on Tuesday, so they're going to do a month, mm. the
5: final month, five, five weeks, I think. Oh, well, it's about a month, yeah. Four weeks in Las Vegas, just at That's the right. institute there. Johnny,
4: the, uh, talk to me about that. About, I mean, Darren... Is, just to give you a bit of background on him, he's a guy that has lived in Brazil, so he's, he's used to living away from home and doing whatever, taking himself out of his comfort zones. But for you as a fighter, when it comes to a huge, monstrous fight, did you ever take yourself out of your comfort zone away from friends, family? Always. Your, your home? always, always. So you went and trained somewhere else? Yeah,
0: always, because you've got to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation where where you've just got yourself, your own thoughts, your own your own ups and downs to deal with. And once you train your mind, it's as important as training your body. Mm. So, and I spent most of my time on the road, my career changed. Yeah. From spending six, seven years in Germany, uh, France, Italy, you know, I thought I had complete and utter belief in myself to say... There's not many fighters that'll do this, take themselves away from home, take themselves away from the family, yeah. friends, the comforts of, of everyday life, and put themselves in a horrible situation. So to do that, you know, you've got to you've got to commend fighters that do that and put themselves in that situation because they're just they're working on every aspect of the game. Mm. And I keep saying to young fighters now, training the minds is as important as training the body. Mm-hmm. And when they go running in the street and they've got the headphones on and they're training, it's to take the mind off the pain and the gas and yeah. feeling gas when they're training. Now nah, you've got You've got to train your mind because when it comes to six seven rounds and you get a bit bored and you start to drift that's when you get clipped yeah so you've got to be mentally as well, strong as well as physically strong
4: and i imagine as well as that just taking yourself away and this is no disrespect to friends and family but taking yourself away from that, because I've no doubt... They Darren, don't get it. Yeah, no. exactly. They that. don't get it. And I've it. no doubt that Darren, he'll finish his training, he'll, I don't know, he might go for a coffee or something, but, uh, and uh, somebody's talking his, to him about his, trying to get his tickets girlfriend
5: girlfriend's seven months pregnant, there you know, you go. and they've yeah. just moved into a new flat, so you've got, who's paying this bill, what's that... No, this that's what I'm ring, saying, who's,
0: who's going to Morrisons to get the shopping? Yeah, so it's please. that kind of thing there. You, you can't think like a civilian. Yeah. And I know it sounds really arrogant. If you think like a civilian, you'll fight like a civilian. So you've got to take yourself completely out of that. And then take yourself back to it when you after the fight. It's hard to adjust again, but you can't think like a civilian, Mm. and it just sounds bad. But that's the truth.
4: I'm I'm, when I heard that he was going to the Performance Institute in Vegas, I was absolutely delighted because obviously last time there was situations like that where I know yeah. that, that people were coming up to him on the street, oh tickets for this, tickets yeah. for that. Well, he miss
5: weight, didn't he? And he ended weight. up
4: missing weight and various things like that. So this is a an absolute stroke of genius. This is the biggest night of his life. He can't afford a slip up and therefore he's doing all the due diligence at the front end in order to make it make it happen on that night in yeah, well, September.
5: Just, just Johnny, this is a kid that at nineteen um he got into a little bit of trouble in Liverpool. He was a, he was a talent, he was a prospect, got in a bit of trouble uh, in a nightclub and he uh, got out to the hospital, he said to his coach, what should we do? And he said, right, I'm going to put you on a plane, one-way ticket to Brazil. And he left Brilliant. on Christmas Eve and was there for four years. Wow. When he landed, he didn't yeah. have a penny, couldn't speak a word in Portuguese, came back four years later, undefeated MMA champion, uh, and made uh, champion in the UFC.
4: Yeah, uh, that is, that, is that your alarm going off is that basically telling me to shut up and crack on because uh, you want to go home is that what <laughs> it is slippers that was <laughs> my <laughs> oh your slippers are waiting for you eh? alright fantastic uh, there's lots coming up in the world of mixed martial arts of which you will be able to hear previews on this show as we build up towards September it's a great month Darren Till on September the 8th Canelo Triple G September 15th the week after we've got AJ at Wembley wow. and then we've got obviously Groves versus Smith what in Jeddah what a time Jeddah. to be alive what a time to be a fight fan my friend <laughs> absolutely gentlemen as ever Pleasure. Thank you so much for being in the studio with Johnny. Much appreciated. <laughs> <emotional.
5: laughs> I'm
4: going to go home and catch up with Gareth on Babe Station.
5: You can do that.
4: You watch Gareth in your slippers on Babe Station eating
0: chicken. He'll be there bouncing on the bed,
4: looking at you. Hey, <laughs> call me. Call me. <laughs> you know for a fact he's listening to the show right now as he's on his way to the hotel or something. Uh, 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 no, it's been an absolute pleasure. Gareth, by the way, has been in Belfast tonight, where he has witnessed Tyson Fury uh, get 10 rounds under his belt, come through quite comfortably against Pionetta but then announce a fight with Deontay Wilder, date and venue to be confirmed, as is a date and venue to be confirmed for Josh Warrington against Carl Frampton, who, by the way, tonight, on his dream night, put on a dream performance. It might not have been the dream opponent, but Carl Frampton was absolutely sensational. It was clinic ahoy, uh, and he thoroughly deserves now uh, an opportunity to become a full world champion once again as he takes on Josh Warrington for that IBF strap. Uh, If you missed any part of the show, it's available uh, on our website, talksport.com. Get yourself stuck into that. And if you're on iTunes, you can uh, subscribe there as well, so therefore you never miss any of this show, because I understand that you can come in and out, might get five minutes, five, ten minutes here, there and everywhere. This is a three-hour programme, so it's all there for you from a Monday morning, all right? Um, Thank you very much uh, for your time. Plenty to come uh, on Fight Night over the next couple of weeks or so as we are live back at the arenas in Birmingham in two weeks.
0: Planning for your next trip?